just look fucked up over here? <laughs> no, but I, you made me look. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Good morning, man. Hey, man. What's up? Oh, you know, having a little coffee, talking to my, my bro. You know. The cool, standard. Cool, cool guy shit. Cool guy shit. Yeah. Dude, speaking of cool guy shit. T- tell me. When are we getting back together on uh, Mondays with the boys? Is it Monday? I'm hoping. Okay, you're hoping. Guess it's going to be Monday then. All right. All right. It's been I'm Monday down. for like the last three years. No, it was Wednesday. Wasn't it the Wednesday? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. My, I got a memory of like. It used to be Thursday. 80 year old Alzheimer's. And for the last three years, we've been doing Mondays. Okay, Monday it is then. Soon, then, I guess, because I talked to uh, um, mm, 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 Justin, who, for some reason, for most of the year last year, called him Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him and his uh, siblings walking down the street yeah. about a month ago. And I told him, seen about a month. And well, there it is. I'm like, there you go. So he's like, what? A month? I go, yeah. And he goes, Seriously? Like yeah, man, we're gonna do it. And he's like, "This is the greatest news I've had all day." He was so pumped. He's like, "Woohoo!" Running down the street. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a good. Uh, judging by the current attendance, I think we're having a we're gonna have a good crew. Nice, nice. So you know, I ran into one of the young men um, the other day. The the guy with yeah, all the I, power. He was in the other day too. He said he ran into you actually. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, can you show up? And he's like, Nah, I got practice. Yep, as he told me to. Yeah, so it's like. I'm a little disappointed at that, um, but I get it because I know he's really big in the in the in the playing ball. So yeah, but once that's over, yeah, I'm I'm hoping. I mean, that's I'm only hopeful. a two month season. Well, that's not bad. No, I think I'm, at his level. What is he? An eighth grader? Something like that. Yeah, middle school. Anyway, I don't think he's. Nice I feel school. like it's November, December, ends in January. That that's like a winter sport. Yeah, it would make sense. So that still gives him four months to come chill. Oh, yeah. He'll be back. For He'll sure. Back. No, it is time. Time to bang on some drums all day. And uh, I, and I told him we were bringing the drums officially back. How many of them are even aware of the drums? How many of them actually drummed? Because there were so like many new guys. One. one. <laughs> Who is it? Clay? Yeah. Clay is the only one. Wow. For those of you that don't have a fucking clue what we're talking about right now, we're talking about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, this amazing guys group. I know we've talked about that many times on here, but uh, we are getting ready to kick off our 2021-2022 season um, at the beginning of November. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I'm super pumped. I'll say um, a month ago, I was like, oh yeah, totally, one month, we're good. And then I thought about it like, I want to say probably Wednesday. I was like, "Holy shit, this month went by fast." This it was like blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah, it was super fast. So, um, I always get uh, uh, um, a little anxiety, not like major anxiety, but just a little bit because I just want to. I want to be prepared. I want to deliver. I want to be a hundred percent like giving. Uh, giving them an opportunity to experience whatever this great group we have has to offer. And, um, and so it's like, you know, am I ready? Have I done, have I done the work? Right. Am I prepared to do what we need to do to like, to have these, cause I, I don't want them to walk in there and be like, this is lame. Yeah. You know, 
No, I feel you. It was, uh, we've gone through like phases, like super prepared. Here's what we're going to do. And then yeah. last year, <laughs> last year was so disjointed though, man. With yeah. The- that was a dysfunctional group, but it was great. It was really great. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. And I mean, the camp out was stellar. Yep. That was really awesome. We had some really good sessions and we had some sessions where I think you and I just looked at each other like, what the <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> a train wreck. We just, yeah, we walked in and it was like, yeah, this is going to be something. Yeah. It was, yeah, the whole uh, trying to get people in on, on audio calls. Yeah, it was a mess. It was it was tough. It was really tough. And then, um, but they responded. They showed up. We showed up mostly. And, uh, I mean, on both parts. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just one of those. It was a... If there's ever going to be a year that's going to be, like, the most off year, it's going to be a pandemic year. Sure. I mean, in our lifetime, I hope. I Knock on wood, I hope so, too. I hope that's about, like, all we have to deal with, you know. But I, I have a feeling it's not. You know. It's 2021. <laughs> it is Wait 2021. Wait till 2022. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, do, you ever, do you order much from Amazon? Not a ton. So, um, we order... I mean, fair amount from Amazon. Um, and uh, we get our toilet paper from Amazon. Okay. Okay. So um, I got an email the other day that said, your toilet paper, because it's a monthly whatever. Oh, like up. a reoccurring. Yeah. It says your toilet paper is out of stock. It's like, uh-oh. What does that mean? <laughs> so, I mean, we're going to go through the great to- toilet paper shortage of 2021 now. And it, and just for a second, I was like, "Fuck! I gotta go to the store and get some toilet paper." <laughs> How much do you have at your house? Not really, not okay. that much. So your monthly is which so orders because a, we have an Airbnb. Oh, that yep. We use we sure. use a fair amount of toilet paper sure. per month, and that's where it was more along the lines of like, I need to make sure that we have it for our guests. Like we obviously, I want it for us too, but it was like I don't want to run out of toilet paper when we're in the middle of like somebody staying there sure. or something like that. So. But then I just took a beat. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to be all right. I have ta- thought about, though, getting one of the little squirty bidet thingies. Like the add-ons? Yeah, one of those add-on things. For yourself personally? Yeah, not for the Airbnb. I, <laughs> That'd be gross. See, well, that's the thing. is like we have to clean up their bathrooms yeah. and stuff. Or somebody does. So I guess it's not me. I don't know. We have a cleaning lady or a cleaning dude. Depends on the week. Um but yeah, I I thought about it for me to see. It's like, oh, do I want one of those? Because it's like, how much toilet paper do you really use? And they always say it's like you actually get your asshole cleaner with a bidet than you do with toilet paper. Yeah, but don't you have to dry yourself? You do, but it's like a quick quick little pat pat pat, pat, pat dry <laughs> pat pat on the butthole dry. So it's like, you know, like it's like a, a what maybe three four sheets. Yeah, you know, and. And so it's like, and I'll tell you what, man. Are you a folder or a crumpler? I'm a crumpler. Dude. I'm a full-on crumpler. Yeah. I, what, well, you must be a folder, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. How many, do you like, do you do heavy folds, light folds? I mean, what, tell me about this folding process that I should know about. What do you mean heavier, light? Do you like. Like, do, is it a wide fold? Is it a narrow fold? I mean, you got to watch out. You don't want those fingers going too far <laughs> past the fold. That's all I'm saying. Nah, it's. Like one and a half sheets wide. 
Okay. Roughly. I don't know. <laughs> I second, guess I haven't thought about for it. For a second, I thought you were going to say one and a half sheets, and I was like, that's fucking living dangerously right no. there. <laughs> it's like, what is that? Four? Four sheets? Five sheets? Okay. Yeah, I use way too much toilet paper, but tell you what, man, like, I have had instances. What do you do, though? The uh, wingspan? Like it? Oh no no no! <laughs> like you're like you're buying raffle tickets. <laughs> Crumple that shit up. No, it's not. It's not quite a wingspan. It's it's plenty. Yeah yeah. Um, but the, my problem is is that I never want to have a dirty ass ever. Yeah. And so it's like I'll wipe it like two extra times, even For beyond sure. when I think it's clean, just to make sure it's clean. You know, it's yeah, like I got you. Because you never want that feeling. Because I've had it. Where you think it's clean, toilet paper, then when you look in the toilet, it looks like it's clean. It's like, all right, we're good. And then you get a little itchy butt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the fucking worst feeling. It's like, motherfucker, the toilet paper lied. So I don't even trust it anymore. I just, so you're thinking bidet. Thinking about it. I, there's different kinds. There's like this kind that you just hook a a pressure, a, a spray spray wand, like from your kitchen sink. And just you put you put a T into the water line that goes into your toilet. Yeah. And you just hook it onto there, and it's got a little handle that hangs on the side of your toilet. And you just, so you manually just spray it. Yeah, you just give it a little squirt, squirt up there, and then you pat it down. Then you got the ones that's like connected to the toilet seat. Yeah. Sprays up. The one that are connected to the toilet seat, though, I think those are almost more gross. Because I think that has a better chance of getting, like, piss and ass matter and yeah. stuff on it. The one that's hanging off the side of the toilet, as rudimentary as it is, it seems probably like a little cleaner because you could just like keep the angle away from all the, you know, disgustingness. Yeah. I... Do you have like uh, elongated toilet bowls? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I'm like, oh, you got you got the little short. I, I got the standards. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's not like a ton of room in there to no, stick a handle down. You got to go with the elongated. Yeah. Yeah, I like the elongated toilet bowls. Yeah, that was one thing. When we bought our house and we redid so much, we didn't switch out toilets. Mm. I don't know why. Cause it would have been cheap. Yeah, they're not. They're not two hundred bucks yeah. each, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, not even that much, really. Yeah. Like the last, I think the last one I put in was like one seventy nine. So. But we didn't do it, and so we got the old, cheap standard rounds. Mm-hmm. They work. Yeah, you know, toilets, like, I, they really ought to be, a like, a comfortable place to be. Because you spend some time there. Yeah. I do, anyway. Do you have the the higher ones, too? No, they're just standard. Okay. Um, they, But, so, according to science. Yeah, it's a bad pooping position. It's a bad pooping position. So, you want your knees kind of up a little bit. So, yeah. for me, it's great because I'm a tall guy, so my knees go up naturally sure. sitting on a standard toilet. But the tall ones... I don't know. I feel like those are, I mean, generally, I think they're for people who have a hard time getting out the toilet, yeah, you I know. Think, yeah. So, uh, you so just no. have a little pull out stool, put your feet on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have one of those. No, I'm telling no, I don't have that issue because my knees are already. I know, but if you, had a, if you had an elongated one, like sit down comfortably and then prop your legs up, get all real comfy. It's, it's not that fucking comfortable. <laughs> it's still like, I. Oh, man. Do you remember who the fuck had this? Maybe my grandma. 
Do you remember cushioned? Oh yeah, toilet seats. Yeah, fuck yeah, I remember cushioned toilet seats. Is that still a thing? They're vinyl. Yeah, is that still a thing? I'm sure, like grandma's houses around the world. There, remember the ones with the fur on them? The top lids. Yeah, the yeah. top lids had the fur on it. Yeah. Ugh. I know. I know. It's like what the fuck. And then the cushion ones would get a crack in the yep. vinyl. Oh, it's fucking so. It's like give your ass rash, and then like if you got a hairy ass, you get a little hair pulled out of there. It's a problem, man. That is a problem. I never and that stuff. Like looking back at it now, I can't believe that that got as clean. You know, like the vinyl stuff. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm trying. Because it's textured and yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, you know those fucking fuzzy mat on the mm. lids didn't. No, nobody probably ever even took them off and washed them. No. I, my um, my aunt had one of those, and I believe it was pink. Yeah, and it was like Sounds right. It had like um, it was fuzzy. It was almost like shag carpet. Yep. You know, and she was a heavy smoker, and so it smelled like cigarette smoke so bad because she used to sit in the bathroom and smoke for like I don't know an hour and read her Reader's Digest or whatever she read romance novels or some shit like that. <laughs> but it was like. It was always so gross. Yeah. yeah, it's like, but they used to do all kinds of weird shit. They had carpet in bathrooms. True, you know. True. It's like, yeah, I would never. I mean, if I walked into a house with carpet in the bathroom, I'd just be like, "Whoa!" There's yeah. like so much drippage. Yeah, like from the shower and then with everything. Kids going to the bathroom, peeing on the floor, and then it stays in there, and it's just like, ugh, no thanks. I don't like carpet much as it is, it, like as a general rule. Mm-hmm. I'm more like a solid hardwood floor, tile floor kind of guy with some rugs here and there. Yeah, so you have a pretty old school house. Is is everything yours hardwood? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah we have um, some carpet runners on the stairs, Yeah, um, okay. which are disgusting because like, they're old. Is that a built-in to the stair thing? It's... Or is it like tacked on? It's tacked on. Okay. It's tacked on. Um, yeah, those are probably the last pieces of carpet we haven't changed in the house yet. Mm. Um, it's the stairs. But it's like, so we um, we have hardwood stairs going at the front, and we bought those little pads oh, that yeah. you put down, you know? the little. It's kind of like a runner, but they're individual pieces. Yep, like an anti-slip. Yeah, but we end up having to put anti-slip things underneath the pad so they wouldn't slip even though it's oh. supposed to be an anti-slip pad. So that was kind of a pain in the ass. But um, it's it's nice because, yeah, the hardwood is slippery, especially right. when you clean it. First time I cleaned them fucking hardwood stairs, I used that orange cleaner stuff. Yeah. It's like glass. Yeah, dude. You it's, just fucking eat it going down the steps. I almost did. I had to hold the handrail. And it was just like, Jesus, I can't have people walking up and down yeah. these steps like this. It's There's like a um, – there's got to be a – I mean – the way to clean the hardwood floors, you got to do like the soapy mixture to get them clean. Okay. And then, and then like to get them to like be shiny hardwood, but not slippery is like next to impossible, you know, because it's like, as soon as they got the shine, that means they're slippery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's valid. <clears throat> trying to think, I guess in our house we have textured hardwood floors or Text- like hand scraped. The hell is that? It it uh, it comes like hammered, hammered essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It hides imperfections more. Sure. So, like, if you get a giant scratch, I can just go in with fucking dark stain, fill it in. 
And it looks like it's part of the floor. Mm. So, but my parents on the flip side have actual, and this is like plank flooring, like, you know, tongue and groove. Oh, the click together? Click together. It's real hardwood, but yeah. yeah. My parents have like traditional Amish laid fucking cherry floors that are waxed and sealed all mm-hmm. as one. And those things are like fucking ice rink. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. I, I love the look of it. But I'm not a fan of like how slippery it is. Yeah. That's why you get area rugs and all that shit too. Yep. But so yeah, I mean I mean tr- hardwood floors are tongue and groove. They're just not yeah, yeah they're just not the pre finished. Yeah. That's what I'm not the pre finished. Pre pre fabric. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. So they so they install them then finished them? Yeah. Because a lot of hardwoods now are pre finished. Yeah. But it's but they're, but like, but they're like, you know, the thick hardwood. It's pure hardwood. It doesn't have a lamb on top. Correct. Does yours have a lamb on top, or are they pure hardwood? Uh, nope, they're pure. Oh, beautiful, man. That's awesome. That's yeah, hickory. Hickory. Yep. I cut down some hickory trees the other day. Did you? Yep. Thought about, oh, I could burn these. I could burn them. I could burn them in a fireplace, a far pit, but I didn't. I just put them on a big burn pile. Yeah. I wonder if I got to have a burn permit to burn out there on my Lake Street property. Oh. Uh, I mean, how big of a fire? It should be pretty fucking big. <laughs> you, you're good. You'd see it all the way across Baraboo, I bet. Then, yeah, you might want to at least notify them. Just so you know. What's up, guys? I'll, I'll wait till Train comes through and it's like, uh, what the fuck? I'll wait till it's nice and cold. Maybe a little bit of snow on the ground. And I'll have a big so fire. The, when it's cold, it's dry. Right, but if there's snow on the ground, it's not going to burn past the snow. True. So that's what I'm kind of. I'm gonna I'm gonna pile it all up in a big heap, and then I'll let it. I just had a little fire the other night. Did you have a little fire? I <laughs> I was cleaning the garage, and I found I don't know why I have them. I have two more in here too. Jesus. What? what lighter doing? fluid jugs of lighter fluid. Oh. <clears throat> I found like th- two or three of these things. Are they, are they left over from the camp out? They might be. And uh, I'm like, what the hell are these here for? And they're like full, every one of them. And they're at least four or five years old. They're all caked in dust. So I'm like, Lincoln, let's go have a fire. So I just dumped it. The whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, my all God. All three of them in my fire you pit. You did not. I did. Holy shit. I bet you he loved it. Yeah, man. We were just sitting out there and just stunk like fucking lighter fluid. I'm like, And then I'm thinking to myself, I wonder how ground fires start. <laughs> Because <laughs> I just dumped probably a gallon of lighter fluid in this fire. Pretty much like this. You cook with charcoal, though. Or do, you, do you have the auto light briquettes? No. I don't need them. I use a chimney, baby. Well, what do you light your briquettes with? The chimney. So you, you put them in this chimney. Yeah. And then you get uh, a little um, uh, block that you light and the block is that's like, what you light them with and that's what i'm saying you yeah, use yeah. a little block you don't just like put a match to a briquette no that's what i'm saying so you yeah, have so, you so have the block you is have like a fuel a, yeah it's like a hay yeah i know dried yeah tumbleweed thing tumbleweed straight out of like it's compressed i'm sure montana or something but it lights without lighter fluid and it doesn't have lighter fluid in it and then mm-hmm. i don't need lighter fluid on the briquettes yeah because it's bad for the environment and it makes your food taste like lighter fluid. yeah so do your smells do your do your clothes smell like lighter fluid after that? No, we stayed back. I didn't know how it was gonna what was gonna happen. So how'd you light it? Did you like throw a match? No, I stuck there with a long, super safe, super safe one. <laughs> I'm, a, but I'm, I, a, I'm at least six inches away from. So the I didn't know I didn't know how I was gonna react because again, three of those 
courts or whatever they mm-hmm. are. Um, that's a lot. It was of super anticlimactic. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. It, like, I'm like, is this lit? And then it started, and then it kind of spread around the thing. And then once it spread, like, it was a tall flame. Uh huh. But then it, that was it. That was it. It was just it, burned it wasn't tall. Like, boom, it wasn't no, like it, gasoline. No, it wasn't like what I used to do in my gas grill. Yeah. When I couldn't get that to be lit, I'd keep the lid closed and I'd turn the burner on and then I'd slowly lift it up and I'd stick the lighter in it and I'd just click, click, click. <laughs> <laughs> you know they have holes on the sides just to light it underneath by the burners? Yeah, but they got to bend down. <laughs> I didn't know that actually, no. I, I thought those were observation holes. No, those, like well, you're supposed to look in there. Like see if it's the, burning. Well, because them fuckers know that the clicker always dies. Yeah. The igniter. What that's like the most flawed piece of any piece of equipment that exists known to man is the igniter on a on a barbecue grill. Yeah, it's probably valid. It it never lasts ever. I wonder like, why that is. I think I think they get like moisture in there and then and then probably the combination of that and the heat is yeah. just like, you know, I don't know, it's like it's so I've used I've used ignition things the old school where you just push it and while you push it it's like clink it's a spark clink yeah yeah and those seemed more consistent than the new ones where they're battery powered yeah because those ones it's like uh um you're you're like it's like flint or yeah. whatever it is it's clicking it so you're making an it's an electric spark still but it's it's different than the battery powered the battery powered ones I think are the ones that fail. Nine times out of ten. Well, yeah, you got a battery sitting right there. Yeah, I know, but it's like a, I, I got a battery in my in my flashlight in my truck, and I've had it in there for a year, and when I hit the button, it turns on. You know, it's like it doesn't. True. Yeah, but no, but I meant like you have a battery next to a fucking flame. Oh, yeah, the the heater. Yeah. It, does your grill get super hot? Yeah. Yeah. If I, I mean, yeah. Mine... If I'm not paying attention to it, like I'll go, I'll go flip it on quick, you know, and warm it up, get ready to throw the steaks on. And if I, if I'm just like chopping veggies or some shit and I'll forget that it's already preheating, I'll go out there and it's like 800 degrees. Yeah. It's like super fucking hot. It's just everything's melting inside. No, it's, it's like, it's an awesome grill I got. It's a really awesome grill, but it's, um, I mean, I bought it because the reviews on it were really great. The price is right. But and it said like if you like to have a nice sear, this thing will get up to eight hundred degrees. Yeah, man, interior. that'll do it. It's like so. Excuse me. Um, so I love that. I love that it can get super hot, but I don't need it eight hundred degrees. Right. You know. Um, I was gonna say the highest I've the highest I've ever gotten my charcoal up to is like maybe five. Mm-hmm. That's five. super hot for charcoal. Yeah, and that's like fully loaded, just lid down, letting everything get. Super fucking red. A lot of, lot of air to it. Yeah. Yeah. Vents wide open. I saw a guy, a client of mine, doing a brisket, a smoke brisket on a charcoal grill. He did it for like, I want to say it was like six and a half hours. I didn't know you could smoke mm-hmm. that long on a charcoal grill. But what he, what he did was he showed me. And he made this like snake mm-hmm. of of briquettes on the inside, and he just light one end. Yep, and then um, he put the chips in there, and then uh, you get your temp just right, and you check you you know check your airflow to make sure it stays where, right where you want it. And then he had a digital thermometer in there, which those things are so fucking nice yeah, for sure. 
Um, but God, it smelled so good, man. I need, like, I want some some solid barbecue. Yeah, I don't know when the last time I've had, like, good barbecue was. Um, We've tried to do the whole, like, crock pot, slow cooker, throw something in there and let it sit in that. I mean, like, sh- like, like barbecue beef shredded up? Yeah, like shredded beef, but then you got to put the barbecue on afterwards. Yeah, it's, it's just, different. Yeah. It's different. I mean, like, brisket. Yeah, I know what barbecue, you're talking about. Yeah. So there's a place we talked about this place up in uh I think it's um Green Lake. Okay. Called it's called Jay's Barbecue. Yeah, I think we did talk about this. We got to go there, man. They got good brisket up there. How far is Green Lake? Mm, it's a solid like hour, hour half. Dude, that's not bad at all. No. So to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> we got to start this up again. Was it to be honest? No, it was to be fair. It was okay. to be fair, but there was another one. There were yeah, two. was the other one to be honest? No, it wasn't. We need Eli. Okay, we need, where we the fuck's Eli? Logan and I have made a trip to Appleton, which was two hours and 15 minutes each way to go eat Chinese. Really? Yeah. Is it like the greatest Chinese place ever? I, personally, I think yes. Okay. What's what? What sets it apart? It's just legit. It's just legit. You're it's downtown Appleton. You look on the outside and you're like, this place looks like a dump. Oh, those are the good ones. Uh two big fucking lion statues, and then you walk in and the whole thing, like the walls are marble lined with backlit, and it's like traditional tables. It's the bomb diggity. Dung Po, that's the name. Dung Po. Dung Po Chinese and and, and it is like is it a buffet or is it nope. Chinese? Okay. Nope. As I say, you can't have a buffet nope, and say that it's legit. I mean, there's, there are legit buffets, but but you got to know it's just nope. a... You gotta sit listen. down only. There is a sushi bar, so you can have sushi. It's there. like real sushi. Yep. You so they make it down. for you right there. Yep. That is legit. Nice. So, it was good. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, When Sam and I lived in Appleton, that was our place. Nice. In fact, I think next weekend we might be going there. Really? What's going on next weekend? We're getting a puppy. <gasps> you're getting a puppy, so yeah. your your number came up on the list. Our, we got our number was called. We That's put our awesome. name in for Doggle. That was like a long time ago. Well, was we've it? been on the list for <clears throat> in November. It'll be a year. Yep. And we knew that going in that it was mm-hmm. going to be about a year. And um, yeah, so two months ago there was a litter. Yeah, two months. It'll be eight weeks. And uh, yeah, we put our name in. We were our, we were down all the way down to sixty seven or something like that on the mm-hmm. list. And we wanted a boy, and we we're the last boy of the litter. Really? The wow! <laughs> so, so yeah, Dude. we pick him up Saturday. You got two new members of the family in the same month? No, it's gonna be a different month. Two new members? Yeah, you got one parked outside. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? I got a fish. <laughs> Yo, you do get a fish. You got a fish. That's fish number two. We fish number the first two, one. yeah, murderers. No, you guys are just like, like uh, inept fish parents. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a boy dot. That's a, that's incredible, man. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys. Thank you. So it's gonna be eight weeks when you get it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's big news. Yep. So I need a middle name. So we a middle di- name. Yep. We, so it's we, what, which alcohol is the first name? Well, it's not an alcohol. That's my parents. Oh, so okay. Sam and I do cities. Oh, okay. Um, so we had a Madison. Uh, we had a Sydney. And now we're going to have a Memphis. A Memphis. Yeah. Memphis, I see. Because I, 
because I wanted to name Wesley Memphis off of Memphis Reigns from Gone in 60 Seconds, Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage. Great fucking movie, and I like the name. And Sam wouldn't let me do it, so then we're like, fine, it's going to be the dog's name. Plus, it fits the theme. It does fit the theme. So that's so that's it wasn't because you love the city of Memphis. No, dude, I don't think I've ever been to Memphis. I was gonna ask you, I've never <laughs> been to Memphis. It's fucking Graceland, bro. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Memphis. Um, you should go to Memphis if you. But gotta, it's a legit name. It's a cool so. name, man. It's a cool name. So what's the? It's what's the? It's Memphis Crosby. Fuck yeah, but I don't. I need. I need a middle name. You need a middle name. Again, you got to recognize people. Dogs in my family are. Family. Family. Yeah. They're essentially children. They're like your kids. Yep. So you're getting a new kid. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's the one time in your life when you can actually just say, yeah, I'm going to have a kid, and it's going to be, uh, I'm going to pick it up on this day, yep. and um, and then we're going to name it this, and this is how it's going to go, and you just know everything ahead of time. Hopefully. I mean, but you really don't know its temperament. Well, so we kind of do. So how this place works is, and I might have talked about this, this breeder is really well-known for therapy dogs or dogs that go into therapy work. Um, and so they have breedings that they match up and they kind of know temperaments ahead of time. So they like this is going to be a low-energy, you know, well-suited for therapy work dog or they have a hunting line where this is going to be high-energy, a good hunting line kind of dog. And then once you get into that and you get accepted into the like that litter, you have to put down, you have to fill out this puppy form of all what you want out of a puppy. Mm-hmm. And then, so in this case, there was five males. And so we wrote down everything we wanted, and then they best match what we wanted out of what they see within the first eight weeks within reason. Okay, so what you're writing down, what you want, is more about the temperament? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what did you guys write down? Uh, we, Well, you had to write down like a little what you're planning on doing with the dog. So we basically said... Low energy dog who can become one of the family. Two little boys, um, basically go with us everywhere we go and be lovable towards everyone, but not overly excited. So again, we're looking for that low energy kind mm-hmm. of calmness. Yeah. Um, and then basically, I think we said you know therapy work without being officially a therapy dog. So basically, just the best friend to mm-hmm. a three year old. Best friend to a three year old. That's no, well, that's that's good shit right there. So. And they can't, I get, they can't tell you that verbatim. They just look generally. Yeah, and it's within the eight weeks that they're that they're maturing with all the other dogs that are there. Yeah. Um, how do they, like, do they have a little collar on them? Do yep. they, they, yep. That's how they tell them apart when yep. they're little Each babies. Each one has a little and, different colored collar. So we did get, an, we got an email with a picture of it, and she goes, this is going to be your... Your boy, she goes, you know, super lovable, relatively calm versus the rest of the litter, blah, 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 blah. So, I again, I don't think it's an exact science. No, I no, think no. it's a generality. But I I, uh, I had a um, this woman who works at a, uh, one of my suppliers. She had a, a miniature um, Australian Shepherd. And... He's the most fucking badass dog I've ever seen in my life. Dude, is he fucking wound? No. Really? Super fucking chill. Like, and it was a puppy, and it was super chill. So it came walking out from behind the counter. It's like, what's up, guys? 
wagging his tail a little bit. Didn't jump on us. It put its mouth on my hand, but not like, not like a puppy would do, and mm-hmm. where they like bite. Yeah. And it was just like rubbing on us, and we'd pat it, and it was it was the fucking coolest dog, I think, as a puppy that I've ever seen just coming across the dog. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm going to fucking steal your dog. <laughs> like you're going to wake up one day and it's going to be gone. I wouldn't do that. But she told me that from five to eight weeks, she went to visit this dog three times a week. Really? And and so she got to hold it and play with it and hang out with it. And then she'd put it back. And she said that the trainer was like, this is in their mind, the best way to do it. Because first off, they get a bond with you before they leave the litter. Sure. Second off, they understand when you leave, you're still going to come back because you're teaching them mm-hmm. that you're not going to be there all the time. And then third, by the time you get the dog, it knows you so well already that like training it is so much easier yeah. because you're already bonded. That makes total like, sense. Wow, that's really smart. Yeah. Like I'd never thought about that before, but that's like kind of genius. I mean, she spent a lot of money on this dog. Yep. And so for that much money, you know, it's, I mean, obviously you're not just going to invite a bunch of people into your house to hang out with these dogs, you know, without, you know, like if they're giving you a hundred bucks, right. You know, so, um, but it sounds like the process was just so intelligent. That's legit. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I would want to do. Yeah, for sure. I wish I, now that you say that, I wish we had that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I wonder if, um. I wonder. No, I know you're picking the dog up in a week, so it doesn't really matter now. But had you had you asked, I wonder if you could be like, could we come and visit the dog? Uh, well, it's in Minnesota. But you're picking it up in Appleton. Yeah. So, the breeder, the main breeder, is housed out of Appleton, but she has so many dogs that, like, people have taken on like the mom dogs as like their personal pets. Oh, okay. And then they just get bred when they go in heat. And mm-hmm. so those people kind of care. So the dog actually lives in Minnesota. Okay. And, and you that, said they only get bred twice a year? Yeah. Is that right? If, yeah, I think that. Maybe yeah. once or twice? Well, maybe only once. So we're coming up on a year and upcoming litters, we are now seeing dogs that we tried for like over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been like once a year. I, I feel like... A true breeder, if you're if you're there for the like you want to breed the animals to, to to you know great bloodlines and everything else, but also want to understand that like you just don't want the dogs to be baby factories, right? Like once a year is really what it ought to be, yeah. You know because sometimes they'll have a lot of fucking pups, yeah. You know like ten or eleven, yep. That's craziness, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I mean. Sam knows this lady from when we lived in Appleton and where she used to work as a vet at the vet. And, uh, yeah, I think this is the right breeder for us for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially with a common breed like a golden dude. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. Oh, yeah. You can get anywhere from some trailer park to... Yeah, it's like, know. oh, yeah, we have a golden. We never got her fixed or him fixed. Let him fuck. Yeah. Let him... <laughs> Let him fuck. Let's have some Let, babies. Let him fuck. You see how much they're making, they're making for babies on, on the newspaper? Yeah, right. $1,200 a piece. Boom. So, I don't know. We're excited, though. No, I mean, it's awesome. I'm, you get a baby. 
Yeah. You're getting a baby. Yeah. So what have you done? Have you like done like, do you got like baby gates and shit for like, don't well, we already have baby gates because I have a one year old. I know what I'm saying, but like, I'm assuming the baby gates probably for him, are they still up or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's easy. Yeah. The bigger problem is going to be all the toys. All the kids' toys? Yeah, it's my kids have the fuck out of them. My kids have toys fucking everywhere. Yeah. So well, they'll figure it out. I know. That's what Sam said. Don't don't leave the toys out. They get chewed up. Yep. They'll teach them to pick it up real quick if there's anything they value. I'm guessing. That little Spider-Man figure, he better so, be picked up and put away quick. So I'm a little concerned with how much shit this dog is going to eat as far as toys and food because both my boys eat messy. Oh, so it's going to be like a, a floor cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's tricky so, with little kids. Yeah, I think we'll uh I think I'm confident between Sam and I will set I'm, I'm thinking we'll have a new system. Maybe the dog will go in its crate for supper time or something just to mm-hmm. be safe. Yeah, cuz you know, see Thanksgiving dinner, they're flicking scraps yeah. on the ground for the dog. Oh, you like these? Click click click. Yeah. Little peas, drop dropping peas cuz they don't like them. Yeah, and some things are fine just because it's fine for the dog, but then some things like we eat grapes all the time. Mm. Grapes are bad for dogs. They are. If you didn't know that. I did know that. Anyone listening, if you didn't know that, don't feed your dog fucking grapes. Ever. Ever. Not even one. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just like, there's just the potential to have something that a dog shouldn't have. Get dropped, M&Ms or some random shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You guys gonna uh <clears throat> so last time when uh Sydney yeah was around, you guys had like a family photo shoot with the dog. Yeah. You guys gonna give it some time for the puppy to get a little older? Oh, I'm sure. You gonna do it though? I have no doubt, man. It's like another kid. She, he's gonna be incorporated into the family pictures. Yeah. That was fun. That was <laughs> no, fun. that was a Sid- mistake. Sydney was a little wild, but it was fun. Because she was bonkers of water. over the lake. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the water makes her nuts. It was a mistake. It was, it was some good pictures came out of that. Yeah, but dude, she was too crazy. I didn't realize. <clears throat> so for what for all of those you don't know, Lincoln, my first, was born. Ike's wife, Steph, took some family photos for us down at Devil's Lake, and we thought we'd bring the dog with because we'd like to take pictures with our dog. And uh, my old dog loved the fucking lake. And the sweetest dog in the world, but she went psycho for yeah, water. Yeah, she was, she was fucking wild. Yeah, she, was and she wild. just wanted to go swim. Oh, yeah. And she would have went in once, and then she would have been calmer in hell. But, uh, and then she would have shook her fur, she, yeah, and everybody would have got soaked. So. It was kind of, was it kind of chilly that day, too? I feel like it was, I think yeah. it was kind of fallish. Yep, yeah. seems right. Would have been a little little bit of a chilly dip in the lake. Oh, she went to Karen. Oh, no, she wouldn't have. But, but coming out, yeah. <laughs> everybody else would have when she came back out. She's flinging all of her so. water all over the place. Yep. twenty Hindsight is twenty twenty. It is. It is. So let's let's talk about this thing you got, this issue you have. I want to I wanna, I wanna just, I'm curious about this. My issue? You've got an issue. Okay, I got an issue. So, so. Uh, Thanks so every, every, <laughs> Mine, too. <laughs> Do you stand to the left when you take a leak? Uh, no. I do. I, don't, I guess I don't know. I don't. I haven't thought of it. Uh, I'll notice, like, if I'm taking a leak, I, my right leg is a little more open to the toilet because because I, I it's got a hang. It's got a left hang, mm-hmm. left lean, because then that's where the aim is. I guess it depends if I'm doing the no hold or not. Oh, the no hold for sure. Fuck, I got to stand sideways if it's no hold. <laughs> <laughs> 
But if it's just a standard hold, then it's like a, it's. I well, gotta, I'm gonna say the phrase again. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair. Lately, when I've been standing to take a piss, Wesley comes up and he tries to like get in there. So I'm like blocking it with one leg. Well, <laughs> so it just depends he on what side he's going. In there. Is he trying? Is he want to pee with dad? I don't know what he wants to do or just see it or something. But <laughs> so I'm trying to block him with one leg while still taking a leak. Yeah. Do you ever sit around the toilet? Do you ever like pee in the same toilet with your kid? Uh, not at the active time. No, I know you told me you yeah do that right. Yeah, it was funny. So my kids would be like, they want to pee. Like dad pees, so yeah. they just sit there and pee. I'm just, we're just getting Lincoln to be able to like, he's been potty trained for a while, you know, a year here, but mm-hmm. like do it by himself. Yeah. And he wants to stand. Of course he does. That's what, that's what, and I guess it's a good thing does. we have standard toilets. Like I'm pretty sure he rests his junk on the bowl <laughs> and just lets it go. Just hangs in there, <laughs> fucking spraying all over the back of the toilet. No, right? he, he's been good, knock on wood. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. What's my issue? <laughs> so you know all right everybody this morning Kyle shows up in his brand new fancy truck and and it's, it, it's, it looks pretty sharp from a ways away but I couldn't see it because he fucking parked two miles away <laughs> in the parking lot because he didn't want anybody to get near it and and so I always like I always give people a hard time so I'm going to give Kyle a hard time for for like he didn't park that far away, no. but he just, you want to make sure that nobody's going to possibly damage your vehicle because it's so pretty, but it's a truck, bro. I know. And once you get that first scratch on there or little, little thing, it's just going to be like, oh, fuck it. It's done now. I know. It's so. Been, hasn't even been a week. That's my thing. I got it Monday. Today's Saturday. It's been ever, six days. You ever go to the parking lot though? There's that parking lot. Like, say it's a, I don't know, a grocery store or, or a mall or something like that. And there's, like, one sports car parked, like, yeah, <laughs> like, a, fuck out there. like a fucking mile away from everybody's shit. And it's just kind of like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you got you, you don't want your car near any of the fucking regular people's cars? See, I've got, here's the thing. I've got zero issue with people parking as far away as they want, as long as it's in one, one stall. Oh, if you're the guy who parks in two to four stalls to protect your car, fuck you. Yeah, that's an asshole move. But if you want to park at your house and walk to the fucking gas station, I don't give a shit. Oh, I don't. I don't care. I just think it's funny. But you're right. There's there's a level of society that if you are an asshole parker, then there's like there's something wrong there. It's bothersome. So I yes I park. The last five days, I've parked <laughs> uh, strategically. I'm going to use that word. <laughs> that sounds like uh, uh, jargon for... Uh, far away. Far away. Away from people. Yeah. But I've only parked in one stall. So if someone wants to park right next to me, they want to be like, hey, you're going to park here. Guess what? I'm going to park right next to you to give you anxiety. More power to you. I'm in my line. Stay in yours. Mm-hmm. Stay in your fucking lane. But I didn't take up four stalls. I didn't... Pull ahead to the one in front of me, too, so no one could park in front of me. And something cool did happen. What happened? I, uh, so it's a Honda Ridgeline. Yep. It's at the store. I parked in my stall, kind of away from people. And, uh, I went in and I came out and someone parked, uh, in front of me. So we're facing each other. Mm-hmm. And it was another Honda Ridgeline. Really? Yeah. I'm so like, oh, you parked here on purpose, my friend. I like it. So we're. <laughs> 
You guys bonded. You didn't even I know. know who it I was. didn't even know who he was. But yeah. if you drive a black edition Ridgeline and you were at the store like Thursday, what's up? What's up? But you you automatically associate it with a he. Okay, that's, no, I that's, said you. No, you said he. I didn't even know who he was. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Jeez. I assumed you, you're just not as progressive as I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking love fucking with you. No, that's awesome. I'm really excited about your new truck. I like giving you shit about it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the inside of it. I'll show you when I we get out. I brought my binoculars with me. <laughs> so when we get out of here. I'll show you when we get out, and I'll show you the party tricks. Oh, party tricks? Yeah. What? Tell me about, well, you got don't, you don't want to spoil the surprise. I don't. Is it like a Tesla? It's got some ridiculous, ludicrous mode shit? No. Oh, okay. It's got drive. Does it have reverse too? <laughs> yeah, it has a camera. <laughs> oh, nice! Re- oh, bag of cameras is so fucking nice. Okay, you realize they ha- they're like by law you have to have a back camera now. Like what? since like 2016. Like if you buy a car, the new car has any to have car a back- per- made after I don't know what year it was, but it's relatively recent is mandated to have a backup camera. What the fuck kind of law is that? Some backup camera guy was on the lobby for the automotive industry Safety. or what? Safety 101. Safety 101. Fuck, what happened to the people for the last however many years before 2016? Uh, they watched my younger sister drive. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I don't remember how old I, she was. She must have been younger, 17, 18. My parents at their house have a long driveway and at the end of the driveway is a ditch yeah and it was snowy and i don't know what i was doing um but she came up she goes kyle i need you to pull me out of the ditch i'm like what ditch she was at the end of the driveway I'm like did you not just go straight back I'm like what the fu- how does this happen so we take like 30 minutes we pull her out I'm like all right drive safe i go back upstairs and like five minutes later she comes up she goes She's, like, crying at this point. She goes, I did it again. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then I was I was young, and I was irritable, and I was fucking angry. I'm like, are you fu- can you not back up a fucking car? It was rude of me. But you were she was very adamant. So when we sold her um, our escape, because that's how we got rid of our escape, uh-huh. she goes, does it have a backup camera? I'm like, yeah, it does. Pretty sure they all do. But I her did, car I, didn't. I didn't know it was the law. Yeah. I had no idea. Backup cameras are legit, and I love my backup cameras. Like, I really love them. But I also use my mirrors a fuck of a lot because I don't ever want to get to the point where I can't back a vehicle up without a camera. I hope I'm say, I, I hope I'm not mistaken in that, but I'm relatively confident. Now, that's not to say that the quality isn't complete trash on some of them. Well, yeah, I've seen some. Um they're probably aftermarket, though. You ever seen those ones that they're, like, hanging from the wire off the back license plate? Yeah. You know, it's like someone put them on and didn't attach them right or some shit. Yep. So, as of May 2018, all passenger vehicles, trucks, vans, cars, weighing less than 10,000 pounds must have a rear-view monitoring technology. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I kind of get it, but... Did you see the new GMC trucks have a have a driverless mode? No. What's that do? Fucking you just drive down the road. It's, it's kind of a fucking, you know, dumb commercial. And it, I don't know. So I, I guess just because I'm not still so confident in the driverless technology. Yeah, for sure. But there's this, this, this dude and his wife driving their new GMC Sierra down the road. 
and and uh, We Will Rock You comes on by Queen. So the guy hits a button and he takes his hands out the wheel and they start doing the mm. while they're driving down the road. Yeah, him and his wife and they're singing and all this stuff. Well, maybe they aren't singing because they probably wouldn't allow them to do that for music rights or however the fuck that goes. You never notice that when, like when they're playing music in a commercial, they don't have any any lyrics. It's yeah, always just copyright. Big, copyright. That's what it's called. So. And then all of a sudden, it's like all these people in their driverless cars doing the We Will Rock You. But they're all, like, driving down the highway. Yes. And it's showing them, like, passing other cars and stuff. And it's like, <clears throat> that's a, is that what it is? I mean, are we nearing iRobot now? Like, is that how close we are? That the, the, the regular pickup trucks that you drive? I mean, I Tesla's, I... It's still a little odd yeah. when I see a Tesla driving down the road and some dude's like reading the fucking newspaper while he's driving. See, I think that just promotes bad habits. I think so too. It it promotes um, people not paying attention. Yeah, and and when it's like, and then it doesn't seem safe. Yeah. Um, but understanding that the times they are changing and technology is changing, and if it's that good, well, then that's the future. The future is driving down the road without having to pay attention, mm. you know? And as much as I think that's odd, and it sounds like from your, mm, you agree with me <laughs> on this situation, I think that, it, like, I think it's coming. I think yeah. that's going to be the future of driving. See, so I, maybe it's a control thing. Your kids will never have to touch a steering wheel. Yes, they will. I, I don't know that they will. I won't let them not. <laughs> Okay. In fact, I will rent a fucking stick shift car if they're still around and make them learn how to drive that, too. Okay. You going to rent one? I'm not going to buy one. <laughs> By the time they're driving, you might need to buy one because uh, they probably won't true. have anything for rent. That's true. Yeah. If they're still around, even. If you yeah. can find one, it'll be 30 years old. Yeah, and, and then at that point, what's the point of teaching them to drive That's a true. stick? That's valid. All right. it, it's weird, right? It's like I feel like I'm finally at that point where... I'm like, okay, am I becoming an old man that needs to start like looking to the future technology and saying I need to be able to I need to be able to transition my way of thinking into the new way of thinking because I don't want to be one of those guys or people in general that are like stuck in this is the way it has to be done. I think a lot of things are changing and I think this pandemic coming through when it did and how it's happening is changing a lot of the ways people think about a lot of fucking things. And, and as much as I have my beliefs on what is right, what is wrong, way things should be done, shit's changing. And it's like, I feel like I feel like I need to continually evolve with everything that's changing or, or I'm going to get stuck is not being, you know, it's a very progressive mindset. It is a very <laughs> progressive mindset. It uh, is. Back to the car thing, and I don't know if it's a control thing, but if a car drove itself, I I got a problem with it. I don't I don't want it to drive itself. And that's like essentially when you and Stephanie drive together, do you drive or does she drive? We switch. You do switch. Yeah. Okay, 90% of the time I drive if Sam and I are together. Yeah. Used to be used to be 100% of the time me when we were together. But now we switch yeah. off. Okay, but if if I am the passenger, like, I'm actively talking to Sam and still paying attention. Oh, yeah, for Like, sure. I can't imagine getting in a vehicle, sitting in a driver's seat, and driving itself, and essentially just being a passenger every time. 
Yeah, I, but I think that's the future. I really do. I don't even know if there's going to be a driver's seat. They got these autonomous, uh, Amazon's coming out with these autonomous taxi cabs where there's no fucking controls. It seats four people, but there's no steering wheel. There's no pedals. There's no controls. You just get in and it takes you where the fuck you want to go. And that's it. Mm. It's weird. I need, I get it. It's strange, but, but I'm not a, like, I'd rather drive. Same. Personally, I'd rather drive. And and so it's like, Kate, technology of the future. What movie was that? Blade Runner. Mm. Blade Runner drives cars. Well, they fly, but they also drive, <laughs> they drive themselves. But I'm pretty sure there's a mode where you can take control and drive it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just keep that. I option. Robot. You ever seen that? No. Will Smith? I, I know what movie it is, but I've never actually watched oh, it. Oh, dude, it's so good. Is it just robots take over the world? They fucking try, but they're messing with the wrong dun, motherfucker. Dun, dun. Will Smith, people. Don't fuck with Will Smith. He no, saves, dude. He saves the world in almost every movie he's in. Fuck yeah, he does, and he survived the zombie apocalypse. He did not, actually. Oh, no, you're right. He didn't. Oh, fucking spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. But you, that was self-inflicted. Well, yeah, he was sa- trying to save humanity. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. Fucking A, Will Smith's the man. Him and Tom Hanks are always saving shit. You know how many movies Tom Hanks is a captain in? Every fucking movie he's ever been in. He's no, he, lost, he lost it in the one. That guy said, I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yes, he did lose it in the one, but he had it to start with. He's, he's a fucking captain in so many movies. I've never actually movies. watched that movie. I watched like 10 minutes of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wasn't my thing. There's a couple know. Tom Hanks movies that I haven't watched. They the one the, where he lands the plane in the river. I haven't yeah, watched that either. Yeah, uh, some miracle on the Hudson or some shit yeah. like that. He's a captain. Yep. Yep. Uh, same Private Ryan, captain. Morgan Freeman's always God. He has got a lot. He's just got that voice. I know. Even when he's not God, he kind of acts the, like someone who's a God. Yeah. Yeah. It's the voice, for sure. Yeah, he's got that. He's definitely. Dude, last night, watched The Shining at yeah. the Al Ringling Theater. I read the book many years ago, and it's the only book that actually gave me the shivers when okay. I read it. The movie's fucking awesome, and it's old, but yeah. it holds up. Like, like they don't go super crazy with, like, the special effects, mm-hmm. but the suspense and the way they set it up and the, and the actors, like Jack, Jack Nicholson, fucking amazing in it, and he was younger. Is that the one where you're like, Slams through door and's like, here's Johnny. That's it. That's the one. He goes through the door with an axe. So yeah. what's, without spoiling it, I've never watched it, nor have I ever read the book. What's the synopsis of it? So basically, um, there's this massive Overlook Hotel in the mountains of Colorado. It's on the end of this 26-mile road that gets 20 feet of snow every winter. And they have to have somebody caretaking the hotel um, while uh, uh, in the off-season. Mm-hmm. Nobody's up there. So they usually hire somebody to go stay up there, but it's like they're only open from May through October. So they shut down at the end of October and nobody's there till the beginning of May. So it's October, November, December, yeah. January, February, March, Wait April. So six months, six months that, that they're, someone's up there alone. Um, and you can't, they get, there's a big snow cat to get out like a, like a, you know, like they have on the ski hills. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, like other than that, no way to get in and out. 
and the uh, phone lines fucking die every single winter because of the storms and shit like that. So it's like it's pretty isolating, and it's a fucking massive hotel. Okay. And um, he and his wife and his kid, who is like uh, six years old, eight years old, something like that, um, he wants to write a book. So he's like, oh, it's perfect. I'll st- well, well, he took the job. He's going to be the caretaker of the Overlook. And it just so happens that the Overlook is haunted as fuck. Okay. And so... Um, so it's like a possession thing? Not really a possession thing. No, not possession. It's it's like... A, a, like it's a it's a cabin fever lose your shit kind of fucking thing because you're stuck in the mountains and and then there's like these fucking shit that happens at the hotel that fucks with your mind okay and uh, um and then there's this little kid he's got this like um what they call the shine and uh, it's like he's got this thing where he can kind of like see see things that other people can't see sure and um and so it's almost like Haley Joel Osmond. I see dead people kind yeah. of this kind yeah. of stuff. He's got this Sixth sense kind of thing. Kind of thing, yeah. And so, um, and so like he's a big focal point of the movie because like uh well first it makes it a little more fucking scary because you're dealing with a little kid mm-hmm. and, and like scary shit. Um, but he uh he Yeah, he could just sense things. That like uh, the that and, and obviously the viewer is is experiencing what he's experiencing, but nobody else is. And he's got this little this little voice that he talks in when he's talking to this like alter ego mm-hmm. named Tony, and he's like, "Danny is not here right now." And it's like and it's like creepy as fuck when he's talking to his mom. So it, it's a it's a solid movie. It really is. Like it's over two hours long. Yeah. Two two hours twenty minutes. And it's like, I've never seen it. I always wanted to, but I never had, like, a good excuse. And then they're playing it at the Owl. And Al's, the Owl's got that brand-new sound system and shit. It sounds fucking amazing. So good. Nice. Yeah, so it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was a good time. Yeah, we'll have to find it. Um, speaking of sound, I got a little something to talk about. Okay. After we take a little oh, sure. break. Take a break. Yep. We'll be right back. Uh, not later. Just like you know, a couple couple seconds. One, two, we're back. Oh, okay. And uh, literally, I got the bill. I met with her for forty five minutes. Got the bill five hundred and twenty dollars. What? She reviewed my file for fifteen minutes of bill time, and we talked. She didn't give me exercises. We talked for forty five minutes, and that was the bill. Five fifty. 520. 520. $520. And so for an it, hour of talking. Did did uh did was it just her or was it like yeah. the hospital What what's going on with your Apple Music library? I don't know. So was it just her or was it like the hospital and her like when the, on the bill breakdown was no, it, it was just her. What the fuck? I want to be a physical therapist. It was ridiculous. I called them like did I get double billed or something? This is insane. And then wow. Like, and then I they're like, well, if you need to do it, and then she called and she goes, you wanted to have a follow up? And I'm like, fuck no, don't call me. Yeah, no shit. Stepping, Am I getting charged? I'm right not now? stepping foot in that office again. Holy for 520 shit. Where was that, Bearable? Sock. Sock. Holy shit. Yeah, I was pissed. Anyways, what's your sound story? 
I don't know. I'm still coming down from being angry for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so little backstory. My dad lives in Idaho. Yep. Okay. Um, and, uh, we have, you know, we talk on the phone probably once every week or two bullshit about this and that, um, catch up. And, uh, for like the last, I don't know how many years he's been like talking about going to see the Rolling Stones. Yeah. He's like, he's like, ah, got to see him one time before they're all dead. You know, it's always his phrase, you know, one, one time. Cause he's never seen them. Got to see him once before they're, before they're dead. And I'm like, okay, well, Keith Richards is going to outlive me. So I don't worry about that. But I don't know about Mick. You know, I don't know how long he's going to go. But they're in their late seventies. I think they're both like 77, 78 years old. And, uh, um, and so my dad is 67. So like when he was a teenager, they were really popping off, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so last year he's like, I'm going to do it. We're going to see the stones. He's, he's going to go see the stones. They were going to be like in Seattle or something like that. And he's, you know, whatever, eight hours from Seattle. Um, but then a pandemic, Yep. you know, no, no stones concert. So I'm, I go on Facebook like once a day, do a little bit of surfing, see whose birthday it is, <laughs> you know, just figure out who I need to wish happy birthday and shit. Sorry, everybody. I'm just really not that great of a memory. Thank you, Facebook. Um, and, uh, uh, this lady that's a client of mine, a friend of mine, she posts two minutes before I got on there, two, t- two tickets to see the stones, good seats, can't go. If you're interested, hit me up. And like, it was instant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit. It's in Minneapolis. So I, I, I message her. I'm like, I'm like, how much you want? And, you know, like, I'm interested. I just got to see if my dad's available. She's like, well, they're yours if you want them. I won't sell them to anybody else until you tell me difference. Like, okay, cool. So I called my dad, talked to him for a couple minutes. I'm like, hey, you want to go see the Stones? He's like, what? And I said, you want to go see the Stones? I got access to a couple of pretty primo tickets. And, he, and I'm like, I want to I take you. He's like, and he just started laughing. He like he didn't even talk. He's just yeah. laughing. And and it was like uh he's like oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like when. So I gave him the dates. So we spent like an hour and a half going through flights to get from him. So he flies out of this little airport in Idaho. And I wanted to fly him into Madison. I mean, we could have flown him into Minneapolis. We tried a few different flights out of Minneapolis, but they were all like weird times. It was just difficult. Um, So we get all the flights set up. I bought the tickets. And uh, so he flew into Madison last Saturday. And uh, um, first off, just super fucking pumped. Like, I've been wanting to do something with my dad, just him and I. For a long time, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I feel like I'm finally, I don't know why I want to say it this way, but there's an age, I think you get to where it's like, you just get to start having some more one-on-one time with your parents. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Um, and so it's like, uh, he flew into to Madison. I picked him up at like one in the afternoon, came to Baraboo and like, he's been here before, but, um, so we kind of tooled around. I took him out to my property and showed him around and all that stuff. We did a little bit of shopping and. Um, we drove up to Minneapolis on Sunday morning and, uh, he likes to, 
My dad so it's likes, a Sunday show. It's a Sunday show. It starts at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday at the new Viking Stadium okay. in, uh, in Minneapolis. It's a fucking cool stadium, by the way. Super cool. Um, so my dad, uh, <clears throat> he's an old school guy. But he likes to gamble a little bit at the casino sometimes. So we had to stop at the Black River Falls Casino on the way up there. Okay. And I kind of thought we would. Yeah. I didn't say anything to him, but we're driving by. I'm like, yeah, you know, there's a casino. And he's like, oh, well, then we better stop. So we stopped. First thing, I don't get casinos. I just don't like. I, I don't like. Uh, I don't care for really. I really don't care for casinos much. And it's because I don't like losing money. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just like I might as well set it on fire and warm myself with it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I could get more benefit out of it. But I also I don't understand the system. So there's like a uh, there's like a fucking. I don't know if it's a it's if it's a science or if it's more like a dance or something that people go through. But so like I went with my dad to the casino and this is okay, so how I go to the casino is this. I take a twenty dollar bill, I go to the fucking first machine I I see, I throw it in there, I hit max bet till it's gone and I leave. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. I don't like it's not a fun experience for me, generally. And so and so we go into this casino and he walked around. We, we walked around for like 20 minutes. Yeah, he's got to find the right one. He's scanning the room. And it's like, he's almost like there's an energy. Like he's like drawn to certain ones. And so there's ones with a certain name that he's looking for or a style. And and, and it's like, for me, I'm like, ooh, that's a big one. We'll fucking try that yeah. one. And he's like, ah, oh, you don't want that one. I'm like, why not? He goes, you just don't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Walking around. Finally, we get to this one. He goes, oh. I like this machine. I'm like, what do you like about it? He's like, I liked, he goes, I played one of these before and it was good to me. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So we played it a little bit here and there. I think lost like 20 bucks or something. It's like, okay, $20 down. Can't be sitting here. You know, he's like, this isn't, this isn't feeling right. So he pulls, cashes the money out and walks around a little more, plays a couple other machines, like does okay, you know. And then there's this one called the Buffalo and it's my cousin's favorite machine back in Idaho. And so he says, oh, you got to play that one. He says, that's Timmy's favorite machine. I'm like, all right, cool. So I took a picture of him and I playing the machine. Fucking lost my ass. Like, lost <laughs> my ass. It was like 50 bucks or something like that. I'm like, Jesus. And he's like, yeah, well, he says, that machine isn't exactly like the one he plays. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Dad. So we're walking around. He's like, this is more like it. So he starts playing it. And he's like, you just got to, you know, just got to hit the, he goes, you don't ever max bet. You only hit this bet line, all this. And then he goes, and he starts explaining to me like all the symbols and what they all mean and how many you got to have here. And I'm like, fucking, hey, you got this down. Yeah. So he's like, you got to get two of these things and then a buffalo. And then if you get three coins, then you get all the bonus spins. I'm like, what's a bonus? He's like, that means you get a spin for free. I'm like, holy shit. What is that? And he's like, and if you get in the bonus spins, boy, that's where the money's at. I'm like, oh, okay. You know? So he got into the fucking bonus, of course. So he went. He put in like, I don't know. I think he put in like fifty bucks. Bing, 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 and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the lights go off and the, and the numbers roll. And I'm like, what did you say? He's like, oh, I just won thirty five bucks. I'm like, just just fucking thirty five bucks. He's like, yeah, it was just. And he's like, it's not a big deal. We wait, wait till we get to the bonus. I'm like, how do you know? He goes, I just know. So he gets the bonus. I think he walked out of there with like two hundred bucks. Nice. It's like, fuck that. That's like, it's like how, but. It is. It's like it's like a dance. Yeah. It really is. It's like, and I had no idea, like, it was like that with the with machines. I just think it's a machine. Yeah. Right. You know. But but everybody that's like, if you're a casino person and you do the machines, there's a system. Hmm. 
And so it, that was fun. That was kind of fun. And it was smoke-free, which was awesome. Yeah, nice. So we get to Minneapolis. Um, we check into the hotel. And first off, I turned into an asshole parker at the hotel, but not because I had an option. Okay. Okay, so you know my truck. I got a big truck. Yep. Yeah, did you the, take the Tundra? I took the Tundra. Um, Stephanie offered to take her Forerunner, but at the end, I was just like, oh, I don't want to drive my truck. Okay. So the parking garage at this fucking hotel, I swear to God, I thought the mirrors on my truck were rubbing on the concrete walls. Oh, sure. Going, it was so narrow. It was like, holy fuck. Made me, and at the bottom, there's this quick turn. Yeah. To get tight. in. It's super tight. And there's marks all over the wall from where people have hit the fucking wall. And I'm like, oh, my God, this makes me so nervous. I was, I was like, super nervous. I could feel my tires rubbing the curb, <laughs> and the curb is four inches from the wall okay. or six inches sure. from the wall, you know. So I got down into the parking garage, and, and uh, I pulled in next to this pickup next to me, and I had to have my dad get out of the truck. So you could park. So I could park because yeah. he wouldn't be able to get out. I'm like, God, that guy's really fucking crowding the line. So I pulled in, crowded, crowded the line on the on the opposite side of him, and our mirrors were super close. And then I realized my tires were over the line on the other side. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Like super tight stalls. Yeah. Which surprised me because I would think like in northern Wisconsin, more people are going to have four-wheel drives that they would have bigger stalls, but it's a city. Yep. So there's a lot of cars. So I ended up, I ended up using two stalls. Yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry. Um, I don't think you had a choice. I, I really it didn't. It wasn't I intentional. I tried, bro. I tried. Um, so we checked into the hotel. And uh, um, so you know when your folks get older and uh, you realize they're getting older, but maybe you don't really realize until you spend some solid time with them, like how much older oh, they're getting. Sure. <clears throat> and my dad's been a lifelong, he was a lifelong smoker. Like he smoked, I don't know, two, three packs a day for a Dang. long okay. fucking time. Um, and his lungs are paying the price now. Sure. And so when we were in Minneapolis with the cold air, it fucking played hell on his lungs bad. Mm. So like we went to go get a bite to eat. Um, we got up there around one Packers were still playing. They wanted to watch the second half of the game. So we went ask this lady, where's this bar? You know, where's the place to watch the game? So she told us, and I whip out Google maps. Um, it's so dumb. Like she said, Go out the door, take a left, take another left, walk a block, you're there, right? It, but I wasn't paying attention because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I got to go maps. I'll pump, pump it in there, plump sure. it in there. It's fine. Plump it in there? What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna uh, put it in there. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. It's all good. So I know what you're saying. <laughs> walk out the door, bring up the, the bar, my Google Maps, and we start walking. And my dad's like, how far away is this place? I'm like, I think she said like four blocks or something. And he's like, okay. Two blocks into the walk, he's like breathing really yeah. fucking it's struggling. And I'm like, I had, I didn't realize like I just think of like we're just gonna go for like I'll walk uh, sixty blocks, you know, fine. But he walked two. Yeah. And it's like holy shit. Like that it really just kind of took me back for a second. You know, um his like uh uh I don't want to. I don't want to say he's frail because he's not frail, but his like his lung capacity is so limited that it just really surprised me. 
Um, and I just felt so bad for him, you know. And But he was fine with it. He's just like, that's the way it is, you know. Just got to take a break for a second. It's all good. Had a great attitude. So, <laughs> like an asshole, I end up walking him four blocks in the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, jeez. And he's like, where is this fucking place? I pull up the map, and I was on driving instead of walking on the map. Yeah. And so there's a lot of one-ways in downtown Minneapolis. Oh, so you're going through the one-ways? And so I'm like, oh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> Oops. I already feel like an asshole because we're walking and he can't breathe. Um, but so I'm like, we'll just we'll just find the closest place. So we found the closest place, which happened to be like right out the back door of a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> we could have walked like two minutes across the street, yeah. but it was all good because he needed the exercise anyway. I told him that you need to fucking exercise. So we uh, watched the game, went back to the hotel, got ready to go. And uh, we head down to the stadium a couple hours before. So the gates are supposed to open at 5.30. We got down there. Well, we got down there at 4, so hour and a half. Got some good merchandise, you know, okay. some, some stone stuff. And and uh, he, like, he was, they got this this Viking ship that's made out of metal. Okay. And it's got all these plaques and stuff with all the history of the Minnesota Vikings. And And my dad's been watching NFL his whole life. And so was we were walking around the inside of this Viking ship. He's reading all these plaques, and he's just like, oh, I remember where I was when this happened. He says, I can't believe I'm here. He says, I just can't believe it. And it, was just, it just felt so amazing sure. to share that experience with my dad. Like, it was just so special. Yeah. You know? Um, so then we get in line for the, uh, for the, um, the show. And um, he's like, he's like, so here's the deal. He says, I'm only going to have one beer. He says, and after that, that's it. He says, because I'm not getting up to go to the bathroom during the stones. I will not leave my seat. And I'm like, all right, man. He's been studying every concert they've had on this tour <laughs> to date. And he's like, I know what the playlist is. He says, I know what the encore songs are and all these different things. And uh, <laughs> he's just, I'm like, well, don't fucking spoil it for me. It's like, I only know like. I'm probably only going to know half the songs they sing anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, were you ever a Stones fan? No. Do you know their music? I probably know some of their main stuff, but I don't think I've ever actively listened to the Stones. See, that's the way I was. Like, I know, I know a lot of their songs, but I've never bought an album. I've yeah. never downloaded a song. I've never hit the Rolling Stones playlist. Yeah, I, I, it was just, I was after. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, when my kids were little... I used to tell them, they'd be like, uh, I want this, I want that. They'd tell me, and I'd say, well, as the famous Mick Jagger would say, you don't always get what you want, yeah. but you get what you need. And they're just, and they're like, oh, so dumb. <laughs> but I used that line on them for years, even though I never listened to the Stones. Sure. So I was super pumped about hearing that song, you know, and it's like, uh, and then Satisfaction and yeah. all, all these different songs. Yeah, like, the again, the main ones that I, yeah, you, you hear. Yeah, yeah so... Um, we get in the gate, he has his beer, you know, and we go to sit down in the seats and we sit down kind of early. The seats are fucking awesome. They're not on the floor. Dude, I was looking through uh Ticketmaster to see what the floor seats, like there's the, the seats where you're standing right next to the stage. Yeah. $7,000. What the fuck? Seven grand, bro. To stand. To stand next to the stage. $7,000 wow. to be next to be. 
You might get a high five. This far, from, no, Mick doesn't touch t- t- touch people. Oh no, nobody. Yeah, they don't touch people. They're might not get a wave. There's like a six foot. You know, sometimes there's like a four foot barrier between yeah. the stages, like a six foot barrier. Okay. It's solid, but they're like yeah, almost octogenarians. So you know, they don't want to be getting some yeah, COVID sure. shit from Understood. people. So um, we're looking at tickets and stuff, and it's like, well, I didn't get you down there, but you know, we're we're we were dead center in the first section um of seats in the stadium so it was an awesome view you could see everything really good of course they had the huge jumbotrons mm-hmm. going to and uh they start playing and he and he said he told me uh he goes street fighting man i go yeah and he goes that's our first song i go you sure and he's like guaranteed I'm like all right so they started playing street fighting man and he came out of his seat oh yeah <laughs> this is awesome my dad's been a flip phone guy since the dawn of time. Since there were phones that you could buy, he's never had anything but like the most archaic fucking dinosaur phone <laughs> you'd ever have. Because he's like, I don't need that stupid shit. Yeah. I don't need all that. As soon as I told him we were going, he went out and bought a brand new iPhone 13 Pro. Damn. He's like, I want to be able to take video. I'm like, and he goes, and I don't want it to be good video. So I'm going to buy the best phone I can get. I'm like, all right cool so he's he's like you just gotta show me how to use it <laughs> so part it was part tutorial on how to use his new phone he flew out of his seat wept out his phone and he's recording and it's like you know when you go to like concerts shit it's always old people recording the, yeah. <laughs> the concert and it's like i'm always like bitching like you're never gonna watch that stupid fucking video yep. you're never gonna watch it right we've had a conversation on yeah this. like just be here in the moment enjoy but, it exactly exactly right but, like, when he was sitting there recording it, it was so special to him that he he's going to watch that fucking video. Sure. Probably a hundred times. Probably a hundred times. He watched it three times in the hotel. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. When we got back to the hotel, he watched the video three times. And so it's like, I couldn't, like, that judgment washed away at that moment. Sure. It was like, he was singing the song. Yep. Recording a video with his fucking thumb hammered on the record button. I'm like, Dad, you just got to tap it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but I don't want it to stop. It's like, it's, it's going to stop not, when not, you keep it on. It's, it's not going to stop if you, if, you, if you just tap it and you leave it alone. And he's like, okay, okay, and he hit it. Next thing you know, he's got his thumb mashed on the button. It was still recording. Okay. But it was like, yeah, you don't need to do that. So, Should have bought that man a tripod. <laughs> man, there was no room for a tripod. No. No, it was like too much... It was like everybody stood, yeah, and everybody sat because everybody's fucking geriatric. <laughs> it was the oldest, like, population of a concert I've ever been in in my life. Really? Oh my god! Well, yeah. It's a, so the Stones first came to Minneapolis in 1964, dude. That's almost 60 fucking years of touring. Yeah, that's a. All these people saw them the first time they were there. Maybe, maybe not. So, By the time, like, I would have been interested. In their music, I would have been, you know, let's just say 10 to 12. That means they were already, fuck, 50s? Yeah. Yeah, see, there's there's a lot younger crowd. I know, I know. (laughs) And it it was the same for me, yeah. And so it's just like, okay, so first off, I've never seen handrails get used so much in my life. <laughs> You're thinking I'm not touching that handrail. No, I'd fucking whatever. I got an immune system of a of a giant fucking steed. Um but like 
like these people were like grabbing and drawing themselves up oh. the stairs with the <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. handrail because I mean there's a lot yeah. of like 60, 70, okay. 80 year old yep. people. Um so we're watching the concert and uh and he looks at me because I w- I've been messaging my friend, sending her pictures of us throughout the day sure. going to the concert. And he knows it. So I took this video of us, and uh, he won't smile in any of his shit. Like, I don't know why. He doesn't want to – I don't know doesn't like his picture taken. He just doesn't smile in his pictures. So I'm taking a video of him singing with his phone in front of his face, and then I brought it on me because it was like uh, – I think it was um, – satisfaction okay and then it took it back to both of us and he finally smiled and he goes you can send that to your friend and you can tell her i only cried happy tears and it's like he cried wow yeah it was uh it could have been the shittiest fucking concert in the world right but just like being there with him for that and knowing how special it was to him is like the most fucking incredible moment, you know? And it's like, yeah, my dad and I don't get to spend a lot of time together, but but like that was fucking incredible. For sure. Yeah, it was super awesome. That's going to be one of the memories. Yeah, big time. You know, and on top of it, um, <clears throat> seeing a band that is fucking known the world over. There's something to that. Like you're watching fucking legends play music. Like I think it'd be like sitting down and watching Willie Nelson play music. You know, like, like every corner of the world knows the fucking Rolling Stones. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a band in a concert that is known the world over like they are. Mm -hmm. Like they have probably hundreds of millions of fans around the world. It was like, and they still fucking got it. Like Mick Jagger was running up and down the stage. He was doing high kicks and spins and twirls. And like he was on the ground on his knees. And it was like, what the fuck? At almost 80 years old. I mean, he's like as thin as this fucking microphone stand. <laughs> he's got to have like a 24-inch waist or some shit. But like he, he and he like, you know that song Moves Like Jagger? Yeah. He's fucking got moves, man. He's like well, swinging the hips and everything. And, and like, it was like, holy shit. He keeps and he's, it loose. He sounds amazing. That's good to hear. Yeah, he sounds really good. And it was just like. Maybe they are going to live forever. Like, you know, they always say, like, Keith Richards is going to outlive everybody. But, maybe like, they could be touring from there five years, ten years away. These guys are playing. It's ridiculous. Now, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Keith Richards, he sang a couple songs, and he's not as good as Mick Jagger. No. His, his guitar playing skills are still off the fucking charts. Like he plays guitar like like he has never like has he's always played guitar. His riffs are awesome, and he's like he's really really great. He just doesn't have the same energy level as Mick Jagger. But mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck does at seventy eight years old have the same energy Sounds level. Sounds like not a lot of people. It's incredible, bro. It was so incredible. So to a T, my dad told me they're gonna play for two hours and twenty minutes. That's a long show. It's a long fucking show. 
Yeah, it's a long show. Um, and then uh, then they're going to have um, a two-song encore, maybe three if they're feeling spry, but usually it's two. And he's like, and the encore's pretty quick. Like, they'll leave and come right back. Yeah. To a fucking T. They left for two seconds, came back. I mean, it's probably more like a minute. Yeah. Came back on the stage, played two songs that he knew what they were going to be. He's been studying this for fucking weeks. And, uh, um, and it was like, when we left, it was, you know, sometimes when you leave a concert, it's like fucking insanity. Yeah. You know, everybody's like bumping shoulder, blah, blah. So <laughs> this is probably the most organized <laughs> shit ever. It really was like, and, and everybody was just like super fucking chill. Yeah. Nobody was in a hurry to get anywhere. You know, like there were obviously there were a couple people. They were like, they left halfway through the last song. Okay. You know, so they could get to their car to get into the fucking traffic and one ways in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. It's like nobody. It's like we 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 were at a hotel. It was only like four blocks from the stadium, so we could walk. It was awesome. But yeah, we walked out and there's all these dudes in old Stones jackets sitting around fucking talking. Just like talking about music and songs, and it was so fucking relaxed. <laughs> it was like they, like it was a con, like it was like a, a little artist session at a cafe, and everybody was fucking chilling out. You know, it was it was really cool. Nice. Yeah, so you know them chill vibes. Yeah, it was super. It really was. I mean, um, and like when people would stand for songs. Every second or third song, everybody had to sit down. <laughs> they fucking, they couldn't handle the standing for so long. So that was that was pretty cool because you didn't have to like you didn't have someone stand in front of you the whole time. Dude, I, two hours and twenty minutes. That's well, how many fucking songs is that? I want to say, I'm gonna. I don't know. I think my dad said it was like sixteen or eighteen songs. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty. Yeah, I think it's like sixteen or eighteen songs. That's a lot. Yeah, it was. And you know what? The fucking dude never slowed down. Not once. The stage is huge. And he ran all all corners of the stage the whole time. Like, well, it was, he never so slowed I've, down. I've never, uh, obviously, seen the Stones. I've watched a couple, like, live concerts on, like, YouTube. And it's interesting. Some, like, musicians, like, between songs, chat, and kind of, like, yep. feel the crowd. And others just, like, play their set. And yep. they rock their sets. Did mm-hmm. these guys just play through? They just played. I mean, there was like, uh, um, there was one section where he introduced the people in the band, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and then there was a one other section that was like, he's like, you know, we started playing here in 1964, but they had like uh, on the jumbotrons, they had like pictures of them from '64. Oh, nice. You know, sure. so um, and then there's a, their drummer Charlie, um, just recently passed away, so they had a big tribute to him mm-hmm. on the jumbotron. So they talked about him a little bit. But for the most part, they just fucking kicked ass. Yeah. They just, yeah, they just kicked ass. And, like, all the way through, it was nothing but, but like, great music and then saxophone solos, guitar solos, drum solos, bass solos. Like, this, the fucking bass player went into this fucking killer, super long bass solo. It was awesome. It, it really was. Yeah, man. And it was like, God. It's like. So, I, was the, on a band that large, was the stage, like way back in the stadium part so like like and if if you're looking at like a football field right the stage is on the 20 okay yeah the stage is on the 20 probably and then like the 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 back of the stage the backdrop probably landed on the 20 so the stage was probably between the 20 and the 30 okay and then closer to the middle of the stadium than i would have thought well yeah well then 
um, you know, their, their, uh, like their logo is the tongue. Yeah. Right. So that, um, there's this big uvula looking island that comes off of the stage and they call it the tongue. Okay. So the middle of the tongue was about the 50. Okay. So, I mean, and there was like 55,000 people there, bro. That stadium holds almost 70,000 people. I was going to say, that's like, that's over half the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, it was I only. Suppose, the, I suppose the floor seating helped. The floor seating helped. And um, they it was about a third of the stadium that wasn't being, eh, maybe a quarter of the stadium wasn't being used. But, I mean, there's some fucking gnarly nosebleed seats yeah. way up at the top of the stadium. Like, I don't even know how you could really see because you couldn't see the jumbotrons maybe barely from there. But um, but it was like, I we talked to a few people. Like, everywhere we went, downtown Minneapolis, there's people who wanted to see the concert. Like, oh, it, that's what sure. everybody was there for. Fuck I mean, the Vikings. Yeah, fuck the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a picture of, of, that I took that was kind of crude. But I'll, I'll, share, I'll share it with you. It was one of those moments where it was like, oh, yeah, this is my crude teenage self coming out a little bit. But I won't put it on my on oh, any, any public gotcha. pages. Um, but it was funny. It's funny as fuck, <laughs> but it's super, super crude. Like I could see people totally taking offense to it, and it's like, so it, uh, it, it, I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll show it to you. Um, it's it's a two part picture, so oh, nice. you'll, you'll appreciate it. Yeah, I had to give a good perspective. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, it was it was just fucking. It was just so solid, man. That's legit. The, the whole fucking thing was just so awesome. And so then the next day, got up. Had a hotel with free breakfast, which was pretty sweet. Always. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like a bullshit breakfast. It was like real eggs and, okay. and sausage and nice. shit. So then we grabbed that and we drove straight to the airport and threw them in a plane. Yeah. Did he leave out of Minneapolis? or No, he, we drove all the way back to Madison. Okay. So we left at like 9 o'clock in the morning, stopped to get gas, stopped to get some lunch, and then he was at the airport. And, and the experience yeah. happened. Yeah. I'm I'm wiggling in my chair because I got to piss again, bro. Oh, that's fine. That's Seal cool. broke. All, All right. right, got it. I'll just chill here. So fucking lonely. <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> lonely. Was the walk shameful? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anybody to talk to when I was taking a leak. You mentioned this last time. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you mentioned it last time. Sometime you said it. Um. But, like, I don't know if I need to see a doctor or something, but, fuck, when I got a piss, man, it's, like, right now. Yeah? Yeah, it's, like, a, I don't know, it's a sensitive bladder syndrome or some Overactive shit. Overactive bladder. Overact, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, like, fuck me. There's times when it's just, just like. Just comes on and you go. Yeah, and it's not like it's low volume. Yeah. Like, I could fill up a fucking cup pretty quick. I mean, it's, like, there's plenty there. Huh. But it's just, like, if I got to go, there's, like, I'd say, I don't know. Not to get personal here, <laughs> but it's, like. I don't know what the deal is. It's weird. I don't know if it's like getting older or what it is, but I don't like it. Mm. I don't like having to pee so bad. Like, drink maybe you drink too much. Fluids. I could Not necessarily. I, 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 I drink a lot of fluids. I drink a lot of fluids. Alcohol is some of them, but um, it's uh, could be could yeah. be that. I don't know. I drink a lot of coffee in the morning. I get you know you like you put three four good cups of coffee in you, and all of a sudden it hits me, and it's well, like boom. so coffee's a diuretic. A what? A diuretic. What's a diuretic? Makes you poop. Oh, well, yeah, I know that. Maybe it makes Which, you pee, too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what? 
Where are you going with this? Because I don't know how they release. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There are there are moments in the morning when I get up to have my coffee. So I get up before everybody usually. Because you're a morning guy. I'm a morning guy. I like I I I I try. I like to get up at five thirty. Okay. Depending on if like if I stay up past like ten thirty at night, then I'll probably push it to six sometimes. But five thirty is is like my my hour. Um, and uh, there are mornings when I get up at five thirty. I'll go downstairs. I got my routine. Make my coffee. Just the smell of the coffee. It's like got to poop. <laughs> it's like it's like you better get this. It's like all of a sudden my stomach's like, oh, here comes the lubrication. <laughs> it's like it's 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 incredible, man. It's like it's a super superpower that you don't always want, but it's the way it goes. It's all good. It's all good. It's all. You're like, do we have to talk about poop and pee? No, it's, it's what we talk about. Um. Yeah, man. So, uh, oh, hey, hey, interesting, interesting thing. Okay. Um, have you ever gone to a school board meeting? I haven't. Did you go to that one? I did. I did go to that one. It was that one. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. I know yeah. you do because it was in the paper. It was kind of a big deal. So I have, I have this idea, and uh, um, it's not. It, it's odd to me that it's not as popular. So I I am uh, I, I I'm probably one of the more altruistic people that I know, and in, in that that like I pretty much want to see from everybody's point of view without um, making judgments. Sure, you know, even 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 when someone's being an asshole. Sure. Okay. So like when my kids when they were kids when they were little. They'd be like, oh, there was this kid. He was so mean to me in school and all these things. And I would always be like, okay, so I understand he was mean. He's probably like whatever. But understand there's a reason he's the way he is. Right. You yeah. know, like like he's probably dealing with something at home that that maybe that, that you don't understand. You know, there's a reason everybody is the way they are. and And like my personal philosophy is – I'd rather really try to understand who somebody is before I before I make judgments on them or or even just like condemn them. And I'm not perfect at this. Like I still make judgments on people from time to time, but it's like I really try to like this is the way I like to look at the world. Um and people especially cuz I think now more than ever the people are so quick to judge and so quick to decide that someone's an asshole and someone's not worthy of talking to or being right. in the room with. And I think, like, I think when that happens in a society, it's really fucking bad because then people stop talking. And when people stop talking, they all start making assumptions about what other people are doing and what they're saying and who they are. And then pretty soon everybody fucking hates each other. There's a group that hates one other group. So, sounds familiar. Yeah. So, as we're at the school board meeting, and a friend of mine had said, Hey, we really want to get as many people to the school board meeting as possible. They're not very well attended, which is fucking sad, you know, because we have a, a lot. I mean, everybody has a vested interest in, interest in the education of the children of this community. Every community, right? Like, even the 80-year-old that hasn't had a kid in school or maybe just moved here, like, they want the kids of this community to be well-educated, well-rounded beings because they don't want them throwing fucking rocks through the window or, or whatever, you know? Like it makes a it makes our place better 
when we have well-educated, well-mannered, organized yes. educational yep. system for our kids, balanced, all of that. So, um, so I was like, yeah, I should be going to the school board meetings. Like, I know it's hard when you got little kids and you're busy and it's in the evenings and it's hard to take the time away to do it. It's, it's not an easy thing, but it's, it's one of those things that should be more important on my list. So it's like, all right, let's go. So we went to the um, school board meeting, and uh, there was a group of, of people there. They were all wearing red shirts. Um, and on the top of the shirt, it said, we the people. And then the center of the shirt was the, the coiled snake. And then the bottom it said, "Don't tread on me." Okay. Um, the uh, the "Don't tread on me." I've seen that a lot associated with, I think, like World War II era. It's like Marines, right? I, I'm gonna look it up. So I know there's different connotations and what it means. Um, uh, but I don't know the exact um meaning of it yeah i guess i don't either so it, it should be good it would be good it's called the gadsden flag is a historical american flag with a yellow field depicting a timber beneath the rattlesnake words don't tread on me what does it mean um the tread in gadsden's defiant in gadsden's defiant phrase don't tread on me means to step walk or trample so as to press crush or injure something so basically it's like you know don't force yourself on me. Yeah, don't 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 step on my values yeah. because if you do, I'm going to bite you. Yeah, like it's a snake, so it's like beware. I'm not as big as you, but I can still inflict pain. Sure, I think is what it, is maybe the best way to, that I understand it. Um, and so it was uh, maybe three dozen people okay. in this group, and then there were probably about 250 other people that were not part of this group. Okay. Um. And so the group, from what I understand, were there to possibly try to get rid of the to vote out the mask mandate for oh, the for sure. the for the school district. Um, and the thing that that happens at these meetings is major votes happen, and they're voted by count of hands. There's no ballots. There's no electronic signatures. It's just a fucking count of hands or an eye. And so it's an old system of voting that's very personal and you have to fucking show up to be counted and i guess i didn't realize this that it was to this level that that's how the votes were counted like the people in the audience get a vote yeah that's oh, the, i didn't think that those are the electors okay so like when there's a school board election and there and there's like three four people trying to trying to go for a board seat that's how they get elected is people in the audience raise their fucking hand oh i didn't know that yeah i i didn't know that either and so that makes it really important for people to show up to this meeting mm -hmm. if they want to have any say in who's guiding the education of their children and the way the school district is run. It's like, wow, I, I was blown away. So it's like, I'm really glad I'm here, you know. Now, the first part of the meeting was all data. It was all budget stuff, okay. right? Line items this, line items that, the budget is reconciled here, we're over budget here, we're under budget here. A lot of information that, like, didn't didn't register a lot with me. Like, Sure. Because they're, they're day big. Day-to-day, yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. big fucking numbers, like $45 million for this, for, like, this budget thing, like, total budget or whatever. Just It's a lot of money. 
Um, and when you break it down, it was like, it's hard to, to like, to cipher a pinpoint place to have a question on it, you know? Sure. Um, so, uh, um, one of the guys, one of the men that was in the, in the group of, of, uh, the three dozen with the, um, shirts, first off, it was a, a mask required to be there kind of thing. If okay. you're going to be there, wear a mask. Everybody's wearing a mask. And some of the people with the, um, the, uh, we, the people, people showed up were wearing, wearing masks. Most of them were under their noses. And it was just more like, kind of like a fuck you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm not wearing your stupid mask. Um, and then other people that were with the group, when the, this really kind lady would walk up and hand them a mask, it would kind of point at her and I couldn't hear what they were saying, but they were just kind of telling her, I'm not wearing your mask, you know? So automatically they're kind of combative, mm-hmm. you know, which is, and everybody sees it and that, and it's like, it's an energy, right? Like they're the minority in that room. And I think this, like, they're going to, I feel like they were kind of having to feel like they had to make a stand, sure. you know? Um, and so, and so I think it, it automatically set them at a, at a point where the rest of the room was looking at them going like, we don't like you. Cause you're not, you're not like playing by the rules. You know, you're like, everybody here's wearing a mask because the school is asking us to, cause we're participating in this process and you're refusing to do so. Um, and I'm sure on some level there were people there were like, you're putting people in danger, you know, in danger by not wearing a mask. And so, um, by the, by the middle to the end of the session, the masks were gone. Okay. Like they just took them off. They weren't wearing them at all. None of them were. Um, we got to a point where the, uh, um, the salary of, um, of the board members was, was like up for vote. And so their salary is the, each board member makes $3,000 a year. Okay. The board president makes $4,000 a year. It's not very much money. And it's like... Yeah, what's the commitment? Once a month? I don't know how many meetings they have, um, but there was a vote that said, okay, I want to leave the board members' salaries the same. We don't want to see it changed. And then uh, another vote came up where the question was, like, when was the last time the board had a raise? It's like three or four years ago. It's like, okay. So there was a vote that says, I vote... I set a motion to raise the board member salaries by a thousand dollars a year. So instead of three and four is gonna be four and five. President gets five, the rest of them get four. And one of the members of the um, we the people people said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why am I giving you a raise?" And he goes, "He's like, well, it's a motion on the floor. You can vote on it. You know, it's just a motion." So, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, how many hours do you work? Like, 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 what? I'm not gonna give somebody a raise with my money." if I don't know how much they work. And so, and so the board president said, well, on an average week, on an average year, probably 15 hours a week. He goes, but this pandemic year has been more than that because we've been had a lot of more deal, shit to deal with. So probably 52 weeks a year, 15 hours a week. And it's like, that's a lot of fucking hours. Yeah. You know, sure. it's like for four grand. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much money. It's like $7 an hour or something. So, and so he's like, he's like, uh, do you have proof of that? And he's like, well, we work from home. We're on a computer at night. We're taking phone calls on our lunches. So like, we don't document. He goes, well, I'm not interested in giving you a raise if I don't have documentation. And it was like, 
it was just combative. You right. know, he he's he's just he wants to be heard, so he's being combative. Um, and he got very loud, and so then another guy stood up and he said, "Okay, what do you have to say?" And he said, "It's really hard to place a, a, a such a small value on all of the amazing work these people do." And then so everybody started clapping, right? Well, as they're clapping, the the guy from the the we the people guy he he started talking again, and the, they were clapping over the top of his talking, so so nobody could hear him because the clapping was so loud. And until he stopped talking, they kept clapping. Mm. So they shut him down, basically. And um, and then he said something else, and uh, um, everybody kind of chuckled. And it really bothered me. What and he said, or that people chuckled? I don't know what he said. Oh, it, but you... it bothered me that people that people chuckled. Okay. Um, it was like a, a like a guffaw. You know, like, ha, 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 you know, like, and I understand. So it was more like a, we beat you by drowning you out. Yeah, it, it was, it was kind of like, ha, ha, yeah. we got you. Okay. Um, I understand that he was, he was not being kind. He was not being courteous. The way he was speaking was not like a way to get a good reaction out of people, you know, to get an equal relax, equal reaction. So people were upset at him. They were, first, they were upset about no masks. Second, they were upset about the way he was going after the board member when he was trying to explain how many hours he worked. And it's a supercharged environment, mm-hmm. you know, because you got two definite sides. And one of them happens to be a very small minority in this environment. So like five to one or six to one. So when when he got laughed at a little bit, and I heard people say that what he said was so ridiculous that they laughed at it or whatever. But my problem was is that when you laugh at a minority, when you make them feel smaller, you're only going to harden their resolve, mm-hmm. you know, to push back even harder. Yep. They're going to try to grow their numbers and come back next time with way more people, as many people as they can come to get to show force. And it's like, to me, that is the opposite thing that you want to happen. You you don't want to have this massive division of two sides trying to show up in greater and greater numbers to, to say who is the stronger side when you're all trying to get the best fucking thing you can get for our community. Right. You know? And so I had posed this question to some friends of mine, and I said, is it, is it uh, um, naive of me to think that maybe we should find an opportunity for some of the community leaders and the leaders of this group to come together outside of a supercharged environment and have a conversation and say, what do you really want? What's your goal? What would you like to see for our school district? This is what we'd like to see for our school district. Is there a way that we can take these two groups of people and find some common ground, at least to have maybe an agreement on 60 or 70% of the process as opposed to being right down the middle 50-50 or no, no agreement whatsoever at all? You know, maybe they don't, maybe there's no agreement grounds, but I think so often that the reason there's no agreement is because if they're seen as agreeing with the other side then they're capitulating and they're not going to, no one wants to do that. 
Sounds like local politics sound a lot like national politics. It's exactly like it. It's exactly like it. It's it's like we live in this world of extreme division. Yeah, and no one's willing to have a conversation and not be supercharged about it. And no one's. And I again, I go again. I, I shouldn't say again because we haven't said it today. But when we first started this, the idea was it's non-judgmental. We're open to ideas. At the end of the day, we're not going to think differently of each other. People aren't like that in a general sense. When it gets to politically charged issues. Do you think it's worse now? Yes, I do. I think as um, as this pandemic has just seemingly gone on and on, and now you're getting things like vaccine mandates and the masks continue, I just think people are getting more fed up and then you just got such strong opinions on both sides that it's just it's so polarizing and you're almost forced to take a side. And if, you, if you're forced to take one side, then you're, uh, uh, like we've said in other podcasts, you're, you're the bad guy, regardless of what side you are. From the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't win. You can't have a thought of your own. It's either you're the mob mentality of either side or you're nothing. You're nothing. Right. So you're, you know, you're the bad guy, you're the good guy. It just depends on what side of the line you're standing at. So there's no leaders. Like when I, when you say, am I naive for wanting to just have a conversation? No, you're a leader. You're a person who has a calm demeanor and you're a person who's willing to have a conversation and not just outcast the other people. That's a leader in my mind. That's what we're missing. I agree. Don't boast on this fucking podcast, I glad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm, I agree that's what we're missing. I'm not sure that <laughs> I agree with that other bullshit you just spit out there. No, I agree. I, I do agree that. And, and that was the thing, though, is like when I when I talk to my friends, they're like, yeah, but but like they're not going to want to do that. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? Yeah, did you ask like, them? How do you know? Like there's so many things that we don't fucking know because we're not willing to try. It's like we just assume. We make an assumption that this is the way it's going to be. My friend, my good, good friend, our, our good, good friend, Mr. Bill Arbogast, my man, <laughs> our man, Mr. Bill, the one and only that doesn't fucking show up ever, twice. He made me like some fucking solar Facebook page. God, God damn it, Bill. I go on Facebook, not much. <laughs> I don't need to like pages. Well, he is the solar energy god of Wisconsin now. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. He's he's a he's a big solar. He just got joined the Chamber of Commerce. Just got his uh, license for uh, Solar Wisconsin. He's going to be doing a big push for um, Solar Wisconsin sales. If you, anybody's thinking about hooking themselves up with some solar energy, talk to Mr. Bill Arbogast. He will help you get there in a very financially feasible way. <laughs> Don't fucking. <laughs> we need Bill, to have him on here to, to Bill. The only time I'm going to get solar is when you put them up for free. Yeah. Well, they're free to start with for the low, low cost of, I don't know. <laughs> but basically, they do all the upfront costs, so then you just get a payment plan. So I don't want a payment plan. <laughs> I got a payment plan. It's called fucking coal and fossil fuels every month. <laughs> you polluting son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, so you got to think about that energy shit because it's going up. Anyway, I don't want to digress too far. I don't want to digress too all right, far. So anyways, Bill. Bill, um... He, he said 
He's like, uh, I mentioned this Heineken commercial that came out a long time ago um, that I remember seeing, and it was very powerful, and um, I had forgotten about it, where they took people from all different walks of life, all different ideas, ethnicities, genders, sexual identities, everything, and they put them into the same room, and they said, like, okay, so if you come from a household with a mom and a dad, step forward. If you come from a household with just a mom, step forward. And so they kind of showed how all these people have different ideas about the way things should be done, but they all are the fucking have the same commonality when it boils down to it. Like like a super right-wing conservative anti-gay guy sat down next to a guy who is a super left-wing liberal who is uh, openly gay um, and wants to vote for gay marriage. And they sat down and they talked and they realized, like, we both grew up with a single mom. Mm -hmm. What was that like? You know, we both grew up in a small town and we both grew up in a city and all these different things that they have lived are very common. There's a lot of common threads amongst everybody's lives. We just don't want to acknowledge those common threads for the, for the, like, and the, and the thing is that those common threads that run through our lives, they run so much fucking deeper and have more meaning than the fucking surface bullshit that we argue about every day. Like, if you grew up with a single mom and you met someone else who grows up with a single mom, you have a deep emotional attachment to that experience and you can share that with them. But like, if you don't like the way the border is being run, even though you don't give a fucking, you have no fucking clue as to what it's really like down there against someone who wants to have more open borders or whatever, you, the depth of knowledge and emotion attached to that, like it's not the same, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so it's a really great commercial. It's on YouTube and it's like, it really opens, it opened my eyes the first time I saw it as to like, it makes a lot of sense if like, if you just put it on the table in a non-charged way to op have an open environment for people who are willing to sit down and have a conversation with somebody who doesn't think like them, people really can find a common ground. Cause I really think we all want the same thing. I really do. You mm -hmm. know, I agree. Um, so one of the questions was that I posed to my friends was like, why do you think, where did all this come from? It's like, was it Trump? Did Trump do it? And for, a, I think that like Donald Trump becoming president and the, the way he is and the person he is certainly didn't help things. Agreed. But I think that the energy was there before Trump. Agreed. I think that before Trump got into office, people were ready for something that was different people wanted someone who wasn't a standard politician and i think that's why bernie was so popular for so long i i think the energy was there and that's how you got trump right exactly agreed agreed Ag agreed look at look at us boom look son. at us doing good work right here <laughs> <laughs> but it is and so it's like with the current environment it was it was like at a little groundswell back then like it was like a rumbling and people were voting, but they weren't so loud about it. Right. You know? And then, and then it's like, then when the, when the election year came up and it was Trump and Hillary, you know, where it came down to those two, then people started to get loud, yeah. you know? And then it was like, and, and, and the, the difference, and I don't know, maybe Hillary was just as big as instinct. She was, I guess, as big an instigator in her own way as Trump was, you know, by calling people a basket of deplorables and shit yeah, like man. that. You know, so 
And the thing is, is that I know people when she said that were like, ha, yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah, again, I think the feel it's it's been a happening for a long time and I think it's happening on both sides. And uh unfortunately when you get two sides that are both in a place of not willing to have a conversation, mm-hmm. it doesn't get better. No, it doesn't get better. It 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 generally exponentially gets worse. Yep. It really does. Um Yeah, man, and and that that's why I think you see what you see. And like even in our little town of Barewood at a board meeting, like the only reason two hundred and fifty people on one side showed up is because they thought there was gonna be more people from another side who showed up, is my guess. Yeah, yeah. Well they 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 knew and I'm going to say they, we, because I was part of the 250. Yeah. Um, not completely on the same ideals, but obviously we just talked about that. But um, we knew that, that like, there were certain things about the way the school is go- is being run that, like, we didn't want that to change. Sure. You know? And so it was like, we wanted to make sure that it didn't, like, the vote was not well represented on both sides. It just so happens I think the 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 three dozen maybe they didn't know or weren't aware that so many people were gonna show up. Yeah. You know, because they I guess the the three dozen or so, whoever, have been coming to meetings regularly and um they've been voting without much opposition. From what I understand. I don't know this for a fact. I wasn't there, so I can't tell you. But that's what I the kind of the feeling I got when when um when I got the email. Well, it could have been that much because doesn't Barry still have a mask mandate? Oh well, yeah, they do, but they weren't voting on that. Oh, so it was gotcha. like it, this was all budgetary stuff like that. And, oh sure, um, sure. but uh, and on on a lighter note, we got to tour the the new middle school. Yeah, holy shit, is it nice? Yeah, man, it's like ridiculous. It's so okay, nice. Like months ago, we talked. Like someone thought there was glass walls between rooms. Is that the case? There are glass walls between the hallway and the room. Okay, not between the classrooms, but still, there's That's still, still kind of messed up. It's still there's a bit of a distractionary yeah. kind of thing. So, but it's like, it's like a, like the lunchroom mm-hmm. has got kind of like a coffee shop vibe. No oh, legit. Like like couches and, yeah. and like half circles and and small tables and stuff like that, and it's really interesting. Oh, the view from the fucking lunchroom! Oh my god, dude! If I was an artist, I would want to live there. It's so like the sunset was fucking gorgeous over the bluffs. It was astoundingly beautiful. Nice, just beautiful. All the glass. It was so gorgeous. So, the first floor lunchroom is like three stories tall of glass, and then. The second floor, there's the library, um, and that has glass walls, but it overlooks the same view as the lunchroom. Okay, it's it's like legit man. nice, man. Like, like, uh, um, like, it, someone made a comment where it's like, "It's your fucking middle schoolers. They don't give a shit about this stuff." Yeah, I was gonna say even in high school, and the the, the high school is just as great. Um, I'm thinking like, fuck, when I was in high school, dude. The low ceiling, there's a glass door outside, yeah, and like a window, yeah, and and the and the windows cracked open like two inches, yep, and uh, 
That was it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a different world. It's like a different world. It's freaking murals and there's statues made by local artisans hmm. and stuff hanging on the wall and it's like uh, um it's for the kids. And and it's a, the gymnasium is ridiculous. Yeah. Holy shit. So it's huge, A. They got like like fucking 10 different basketball hoops that swing down from the ceiling yeah. and they got dividers so they can divide up the gym. It's just sweet. And yeah, I mean the whole setup, like it's a, it's incredible. Um, I, I'm all about giving our kids a comfortable environment to, to be educated in, but that seems more than comfortable. It's, it's kind of posh yeah. almost. And I would rather have taken half of that $41 million referendum or whatever, put half of it into the building, make sure they've got AC because you can't fucking learn when you're 90 degrees sweating right. your balls off. You got to fucking have real walls in your classroom. So put that there. I, I'm all about that because they had them accordion walls, oh, sure. you know, in the, in the classroom. So yeah. like you could fucking hear. There's the, definitely updates needed. Yeah. But take the other half and like invest in fucking teachers' salaries, and and like you know really good food for the kids to be eating and like you know really great like uh, elective programs and shit like that. Like put the money into the people that yeah. are doing the fucking job. At at what point does the spending of tens of millions of dollars ex- exceed and just create a? Uh, I don't know how I want to word this. It, it's over the top. It's it's frankly unnecessary. Is it beautiful? Yeah. Is it functional? I'm sure to some extent, but it, it's it's probably unnecessary. It's totally functional. It's totally beautiful. They they've got but a, what they got a mean, state of the art uh, uh, workout room. Yeah, at, for in middle, middle schoolers. School. Yeah, these kids aren't getting jacked. No, we just put in a state of the art workout room for the fucking high school. Right. And but what. What functionality does three levels of glass walls overlooking a pretty site have to do in a cafeteria? Okay, so I will say that part, I would get behind that part. Okay. The reason I would get behind that part is because there's so much natural light coming in. And in Wisconsin, especially in the wintertime, it's cold, it's dark, it's kind of claustrophobic. Like, I think that... I, I would I do want the students of our school district to be in that are in our schools. I want them to have like I want them to feel good. You know, yeah. when you're in school, you want them to be happy and awake and, and attentive and like and I, I don't I keep the word inspired keeps coming to my mind. I don't sure. know why. It's like feel like it's a buzzword, so I don't want to say it, but I'm saying it anyways because it seems right. I'm rambling. I'm gonna talk about shit. Um but it felt great. Like sure. sitting in that room. I felt like alive. It was like, whoa, this feels amazing. Like, how awesome is that? Like, the, it just felt good. Okay. And so I think there's definitely something to. Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, I haven't seen it. To be fair. I'm, to be fair. I'm just going off the fact of, like you mentioned, that was a big bill. It was huge. And so it was huge. Could yeah. you have saved $10 million by not having some of those things? Right. And, and I and I believe you could have. I believe you could yeah. have. Um. I, I noticed that the band room didn't get much of an upgrade. Um, that you, was interesting to me. Well, do they? I mean, I got a recorder in here. Do they can come <laughs> in here? It's like an upgrade. 
I got fucking sound deadening <laughs> panels on the wall. You do. You do. Upgraded rooms. Boom. Yeah. Um, but I'll it, have to a tour it. You, you I might should. change. I, my you really might should. change once I see it. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. It, it, you will say it's awesome. You I, will. When I walk through it, I said that this is fucking awesome. Sure, there's some level of jealousy too. Like, yeah. I don't have this. <laughs> the bathrooms, fucking all tiled walls and shit, and it's just like it's a it's a really really nice place. I just think that as beautiful as it is, and even as functional as it is, the 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 dollars, the funding should be more invested into not having giving a, our teachers opportunities to 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 focus on teaching yeah. more. Um, I think the biggest issue, and again, without seeing it, is just the glass walls from the hallway to the classroom. It's I don't I don't I don't dig it. I don't. Yeah, it seems I just like can't, a distraction. It seems distraction. It's like a distraction. It seems like a safety concern. You lose the functionality of an entire wall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have some to see of them are, I have to see some it. of the some of the glass walls are actually it's like a three three part sliding glass door to get into the classroom. It's not like an old wooden oh, really? swing open door. They just slide. It's like a like a patio door, but huh. it's like three panels. I got, is, I'll have to see it. I shouldn't talk and make yeah. judgments before well, I see it. Yeah, I mean, and you can judge. We do. <laughs> we do, we do a little bit, but uh, but yeah, I just. So, we're losing teachers. Yeah. Teachers are, are retiring early. They're going to other districts where they're making more money. They're going to other districts where they have, I feel like, uh, where they feel like they're they're more uh, valued, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like... I think that's, that's happening all over. It, it really is. Both um, in teachers and many other sectors. Of public yeah. employment. Yeah. Public service. Um. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's tough. It's tough, and and I feel like those are the people. the The value of the education lies just as much in the teaching, and the bringing, if not more, than the and the bringing of the information and the teaching to the students, than the environment. If the environment is adequate, it can be very nice. It doesn't have to be posh. And and the kids are 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 needs are being met. Then give the teachers a, a more opportunity and more incentive to like want to want to stick around. Sure, it's um, it's like we need our teachers. We fucking need them. Yeah, like, I, I would. I'm. I would be interested in seeing a stat, but I would bet that the impact of a district is more heavily weighted on teachers versus environment. Oh, like uh, the percentage of the impact? Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, I I, I bet it's, cl- you know, a good teacher versus a bad teacher makes a lot more difference in the classroom. Yeah. I have to assume it's in, like, the 65 70%. You know what else is interesting is the mindset of parents has changed so much. Yeah. It's, well, think about it, like, when I was in when I was in school, if I got in trouble, it was like, "What did you do?" Yeah. Now it's, "What did they do?" Yeah. Or, it's like yeah. it's like if if but now if a kid gets in trouble, it's like, "What did you do to my kid?" Yep. Like, what? Who are you to get my kid in trouble? It's like the the teachers don't have near the amount of respect for the work oh. they do than they used to. Well, either do um, this was happening years ago too, but 
in sports, even like in a high school sports setting, like when I played high school sports, my parents, I don't think would ever call a coach and complain about playing time Mm. or question, uh, practice philosophies or anything like that. And I think the entitlement of parents now it's like my kids on the team, why didn't you get play time? Blah, 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 blah. And I just don't think it, yeah, it's, it's more, uh, protective, more entitled. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but what do you, yeah. Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. No ideas. No, 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 I wouldn't personally Do you, in the sports realm specifically. Well, but it's not, it's not just relegated to sports. It's sports it's teachers. It's, it's like, it's like a fucking, you know, it's like if a kid gets caught, like maybe thinking about stealing something from a grocery store and the attendant says, Hey, you know, don't do it, you know, cause they've seen it. The parents are like, what are you going to do? What are you talking to my kid for? Yeah. You know, there's no, um, we are so iso- self-isolating now and we, we do not allow the influence of other people in our lives anymore. Like we know what's best for us. And there's like, when I was a kid, if me and my friends were walking through town acting like idiots, anybody in my town could have walked up to us and said, what the fuck are you doing? Sure. You know, now the thought of a, of like walking up to a group of kids and saying, what the fuck are you doing? Is like, it's like, what is What's, what's going to happen if I do that? Their parents are going to call me. Am I going to get in a fight with somebody? Yeah. Like, is this kid going to try to fight me? Because I'll tell you what, kids are fucking bold now. Yeah. It's different. It's different. It's like, it's just a whole different environment. It's just, there's like the, the accountability relies. It's like, the parents are accepting a hundred percent of the accountability of, of the kids with like 20% of the amount of time they could, they used to like people, the parents used to have to invest into their kids. Like we're working so much more now. Well, maybe not right now, not during the pandemic, but before pre pandemic times, I think for those working, it's more, yeah, it's two income households. Yeah. And so the amount of time you get with your kids is very limited compared to what it used to be. And I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that moms should be home taking care of kids. I'm just saying that there was more time spent with kids from a parental aspect than there is now. So there was more time for guidance. There was more like there was less TV time. There was less video game time. There was less. Um, there was more time with grandparents and family members, and 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 so the kids had more opportunities for guidance and um, uh, uh, mentorship from the adults around them than they do now. Yeah, but here's the balance. I also feel like right now there's more of an expectation. This isn't, this isn't, this is not a universal. This is maybe just in my world. There's more of an expectation from parents on teachers and daycare providers to do more and to be more parent-like. Yes, absolutely. But then the parent gets pissed off when something bad happens. Right. Yeah, it's it's not a it's it's a it's not a win-win situation. No. It's not. And and so if the teachers are expected to do more, which they are, 
They should be being compensated and taken care of better mm-hmm. than they are. They should have fucking full coverage health insurance. They should have to pay a fucking dime for that shit. I don't want my teachers stressing about health insurance when they're sitting up at night till 10 o'clock grading fucking essays. You know, it's like they're doing a job that, that like a lot of people don't want to do. Right. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, and I, I've said it same thing for police officers and firefighters and EMTs. It's like, there's a reason there's not a lot of them, you know, first off, they don't make shit for money. And second off, it's a fucking hard job that like, it doesn't shut off at four 30 in the afternoon when you go home after, after work, it doesn't shut off. You don't, you don't have to turn it on at nine up until then. You don't care. Mm-hmm. It goes everywhere with you, you know, now granted they get summers off. So that's pretty awesome. But during the summer, they're still spending part of their summer prepping for the next year and wrapping up from the beginning, from the last right. year. It's, um, yeah, the, it's a higher expectation. And I also think that teachers are more hamstrung by government regulation. I don't know if it's government regulation or school board res- regulation, but like what they can and can't do with kids, they're very, they're more limited than it used to be. Like, like if you yank a kid into the office now, oh, yeah, yeah, like, like you, you got to have all the fucking reason in the world. You got to have massive amounts of documentation. You got to have everything lined out to a T just because a kid's being an asshole. Right. You know, and it's like kids are going to be assholes. But I think if, that's local. And I think that's a byproduct of a lawsuit happy culture. You think it's just local? You don't think that's across, like, you don't think that's happening in more places? I don't, I, I'm saying, I don't know if like a federal guideline happened to, to, direct that i think that enough teachers or districts got in trouble through it in a you know and it's just a byproduct of then now like a safety like a personal safety thing like no different than here like i take precautions because i'm aware of the culture we live in but you guys don't have you guys don't have protocols set in place that that like help to ensure that those precautions are taken? Yeah, we and do. Are, and are they protocols from the Boys and Girls Club of America, or are they just yours? They're ours. So everybody has their own ability to set their own protocols? Pretty much. Do you guys share protocols? Yeah. Yep. So. I mean, there's big, there's major protocols at BGC8, Boys and Girls Club of America, you know, forces. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's little, there's smaller ones that are more individual clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That's no different than federal laws or state laws and then district individual protocols too. So yeah. I just think it, I just think like there's, there's a consciousness on teachers, no different than there's a consciousness on daycare providers that you know what you're getting into with parents blaming you for pretty much everything. And so you're going to take individual steps of documenting and, I'm not going to grab you by the arm and drag you to the office and stuff like that because you know parents are going to complain or do the lawsuit thing or whatever it is. Yeah. So, so I don't know, but I have to use the restroom now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And I'm wondering if this is just a good spot to end. I think it's a good spot. I think we're solid. I think it was a, a good sash, man. To be fair. To be fair. There's your title. There's your title. That is your title. Yeah, man. All right. Cool. Hey, nice seeing you. Nice seeing you too, brother. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Yep. 
We ended on a weird note. We did. It's kind of a. It's I, okay. There's not really a good spot to end in that yeah, conversation. No, it's, it's all good. We just finished it up. Listen, if if you're listening, listen up. There's three. Uh, that's a that's a running total. Usually, it's about three. That's the average. It's the average. So if we got sometimes th- one. Well, it's what, just me. whoever it is, it's you. And then it's like two because like me you and two. me. Yeah. So there's two people. Listen, Ike and Kyle. <laughs> when you're, you're re-listening to this, just listen. Know that we love you. We appreciate you, and uh, and this is just fun. And don't yeah. uh, don't take what we say too seriously, because we're just two dudes talking shit. So generally, generally, yeah, yeah, our, right. our, they're just opinions. So don't let them get you too fired up. But if you if you do get fired up and you want to say something controversial, put it on the link in the the. Or since there's only three of you and we know you, let us know and we'll bring you in. Oh yeah, we need a guest. We do need a guest. Maybe we should have a teacher as a guest. Yeah, dude, that would be bad. That would be cool. We should, like, I know a couple teachers. All right. All right. All right. Much love. Peace, Have man. a good week. Bye. Peace, everybody.